The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show. Hi, this is Danny Rocket with a quick message for you. Why don't you, if you've got an iPhone, go over to the iOS App Store and download the Locker Room app. Locker Room, you know, like a room full of lockers that like you had in gym class. Anyway, we're on it. And at 6 p.m. Central Time, every single Tuesday, we have a live interactive show with all of our friends and fans and um, well, whoever the hell wants to show up. So just download it and then follow at Sunranto Show and uh, follow us. And then uh, you can be notified when we go live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. on the Locker Room app. It's a brand new interactive experience. You can have your voice heard. You can join the show. And uh, we're going to kind of treat it like a roundtable. So download it. And uh, I believe you'll enjoy yourself. Locker Room. Download it now. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Covey Sonrento. With Michael. Sonrento. And Crawley. Sonrento and the love of a loser. Sonrento. With Michael. Sonrento. And Crawley. Sonrento and the love of a loser. Sonrento. A quick message before we get started with the Sunranto show. Uh, why aren't you a Patreon subscriber? It's only a dollar a month at patreon.com slash Sunranto. You get the show early, ad-free. You get access to all of our show notes, which has uh, great information about this week's matchups and what happened in the games uh, that we're recapping. Uh, yeah, you get separate detailed preview episodes uh, uh, quite often. You get your Patreon-only RSS feed. You can copy and paste it into any podcatcher. Okay. Uh, you also get access to the Sunranto Super Ranters page. We have post-show and post-game discussions there. You can get the music in high-quality downloads sent right to your RSS feed that I write. $10, you can get the Ranter calendar and your name in the, as a Super Ranter at the end of our shows. And plus, 10% of, the, of what you give goes to the Lost Boys program where we help kids in Chicago play baseball and we build our community. Finally, if you'd buy each one of us a beer just for doing this show throughout the year, that's a $3 Patreon donation. Three bucks is all it'll take, and you will buy each one of us a beer at Wrigley Field per year. It's all we ask, and all the money goes right back into the show. So won't you support us become one of the 102 Cubs fans who have become Patreon members? Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's how we keep the lights on at the podcast patreon.com slash sunranto patreon.com slash sunranto you will never hear me say these words again if you become a patreon patron patreon.com slash sunranto
Michael, your job is taken away from you. It is no longer yours. The job now goes to Aramis Ramirez. Hello. The Sun Santos Show, the Chicago Cubs, 69 Best Postcard. Take care. That's how you announce it at the beginning of a show. 69 baseball scat. <laughs> who's, who's ready to base scat tonight? Um, so I first I wanted to start up by saying, hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. I'm Danny, and that's Michael over there. And hey. down there is Crawley. And uh, together we're the Sun Ranto Show. And um, I want to thank Mr. Corey Furlong, who was bored at work. And decided it would be a great idea to try to make Aramis Ramirez say something from his car. So <laughs> what do you think? I mean, first of all, I don't want to be down on the guy because, I mean, maybe he's not like a strong reader or maybe he's, you know, just a, the English is not obviously not his Aramis' right. first language. But it, it seemed like he phoned it in. Like, he's just like, oh, I'm just going to pull over, you know, to the side of the road, just kind of phone this one. He's like, oh, I would make a hundred bucks, like, real quick off some idiot Cubs fan. <laughs> and, uh, and, and he did. But I, I want to show it again. What kind of car is this? Hello. The Son Santos Show, the Chicago Cubs, 69 Best Postcard. Take care. It's like one of those, like, big SUVs, some type. Yeah, that's that's the uh, explorer from uh, Jurassic Park. Range Rover, no. <laughs> Lincoln no, it's, Navigator. It's, I was gonna say, I was just gonna say Lincoln Navigator. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a big ass car. But I just thank you, Corey. I freaking love that so much. I laughed all Friday morning when I saw it, and I and I just kept watching it over and over again, and I could not stop laughing in the same way as when her, when Fergie did it. So it's like kind of a thing now. I'm gonna play his too. This is Fergie Jenkins. You're listening to Sean Randall, the 69th Beth Cup podcast. <laughs> it's so now he can read. I mean, he's got a Canadian education, people. Like this guy, you know, unlike uh, unlike Aramis. But yeah. uh, either way, I love him. If anybody gets bored at work and wants to make that shit for us, I am all about <laughs> it, and I will thank you for it from the bottom of my heart every time for every. Uh, crazy mispronunciation of the Sun Ranther show we get because Lord knows we're going to need some entertainment around these parts because the baseball, <laughs> it ain't going well. I mean, no. and uh, I see Steve share our friend from Arizona. We got a couple of friends from Arizona in the chat, Steve and chip, but Steve had a funny idea and I kind of stole it. So I don't know. We'll, we'll get to it, but uh, just how, un how just remarkable this offense, this offense really is. And it's actually doing somewhat better. But it's just mind-blowing how bad it is. Is it doing better? I don't know that it's doing better. I think they had one game, and it's such a small sample size that that one game was so crazy that it shifted everything and made it feel Seem, better. Yeah. Well, Seem me, better, but I don't think it numbers. really is. Here's the numbers. <laughs> this is what all of our qualified players are doing. It, the KB... I saw Brett Taylor. I didn't read it, but, you know, he's got something up on Bleacher Nation all about how KB is, uh, you know, back to KB, you know, like he's the man, you know, five home runs. Tied <laughs> Just with Wilson. in time. Yeah, and him and Wilson, their, their numbers are actually almost identical, um, uh, more doubles for Chris Bryant, but their OPSs are right about the same. And, uh, you know, it's they're, they're both players are looking absolutely great. But how clutch is that? For Chris Bryant, Finally, 
to come around. Like, dude, we needed him all those other years when everybody else was doing great. And now he's like, everybody else sucks but me. I look like the, like you were saying last week, it, you know, he looks like the, the prettiest girl at the pig party. Yeah. I mean, you know, great numbers. Those are wonderful, but uh, it's still, it's not in the top 10. Yeah, I'm sorry, that, that was but, that was a rude thing for me to say. I let, let's let's be honest about it, though. Again, what we've pick. known about Chris Bryant is that when he's healthy, he's a really really good player, and when he's not, he he's not one of those guys that's going to fight through it. It's going to be not great. So that that's where we're at. He's healthy, he does well. He he, he breaks a wrist, he, he's not going to be hitting as much. Well, yeah. in that being said, didn't I mean? I still don't see a lot of Chris Bryant like. Two run homers, three run homers, uh, homers in big spots in the game, things like that. Like I still, and maybe it's happening. Well, no, they, no it's not but happening. I, the Cubs aren't scoring runs. Like, my eye test is just not there with Chris Bryant. I guess. Well, if we He's take a look, better. if if we take a look here at the NL Central, I think we all get a good laugh because the Cubs are in last place at. Six and nine, yeah, sixty nine, nice, sixty nine on. And let me tell you, the 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 they've scored no runs at all except for that one game. Honestly. So, so if, well, you're, if I, they're lucky to be six and nine right now, yeah, I I do think Danny. I think you know what they're six and nine right now. I think this is when they turn it around. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at the streaks and the, or if you're looking at the last you. ten, I'll you can see Cincy has cooled down a little bit. Milwaukee's looking a little bit better. St. Louis and Pittsburgh. Ahead of the Cubs, and the Cubs in their last ten games are three and seven. So since Steve Schur is in the room, and I stole this from him, this is what he put together. Okay, he's got he was it says I, I'm thinking I'm researching. So I did Cubs hits as runs versus the opponent's actual <laughs> oh, runs. No. Okay, so if you're you're taking Cubs hits and counting them as runs, okay, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> worse. <laughs> they would have lost. They, they would have lost the first game two and five. They would have won the second game seven one. They would have tied in the third game three to three. They would have won that the fourth game five to three. They would have lost one to four. They would have lost three to four. They would have won eleven to two. Tied eight to eight. Lost five to seven. Lost four to six. Won six to two, and lost four to seven. So Steve put that up, and I actually did a little bit further research just to add in this weekend's games to kind of just see where we would be at. And with this weekend, we would have won Friday 6-5. to five. We, want, we would have won, we won anyway Saturday 13-7. to seven. We would have lost 10-14. to 14. So the so record... You would have taken 2-3 at three this weekend somehow. Correct. The if, record if, if right if now... If our hits counted as runs and their runs counted as runs and not, and not their hits. Well, I Correct. mean, the way the Cubs work... They think that every hit is supposed to be a home run. So can, I can get I where you're going. Everybody, why they did that? <laughs> like it was, I'm like, like, I was just sitting around. I was like, what if it was our hits? For I mean, I think it's funny, but it's uh, it's yeah. it's so, sad. It's a sad thing to do. I mean, but why are you doing it? Are you trying to make yourself feel worse? The Cubs' <laughs> record under this format, they would have been six seven with two ties. Their actual record is six and nine sixty nine. Nice. Nice, yeah. but I I love that on four twenty they will no longer be six and nine. Four twenty is the day they turn it all around. They with their six and nine record, they turn it all around. Yep. And well, actually tomorrow I think it's snowed out somehow. <laughs> I think it's gonna snow in the middle of April, and uh, 
Yeah, oh, that would be that, that would be glorious. We we could use that. Uh, you know, we knew the Braves were good coming in, and uh, Ronald Acuna has just been out of this world. And so they were just, actually sucking when they came in, Trolley. Like they were supposed to be good, but they weren't doing well. The Cubs kind of helped them right the ship a little bit. They walked their pitching. Their last- yeah, their pitching has been. Or I'm sorry, their offense has been bad. And but Acuna has just been ridiculous. And yeah. so you yes. got the first game True. where you had uh, Cubs losing five to two. Kyle Wright versus Zach Davies. Another bad start for Davies. That's the what second one in a row. Oh yeah, we're gonna get to Davies when we do a little. Where are they now? Later on in the oh, show. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it's disappointing, kind of how that's going down. I mean I, he looked good in his first start, and then uh, ever since then uh, it hasn't been good. He's coming up in this next series too. Um, you know when they uh, when they play the Mets, he's gonna he's gonna go. We'll see what we got. I mean, you know he's a dude in the, another guy in the last year of his contract. He's he's not a different look than what the Cubs are throwing out there. He's Hendricks light, and you know. Seems like the ship has sailed on Hendricks too. <laughs> I mean, this year he's like he's had a couple rough starts too. It's like remember the we've been saying slow is the new fast, and maybe uh, we're wrong. <laughs> maybe maybe we're wrong. Slow, yeah, I mean, is the, slow is the same old slow. Yeah, so slow is just slow, and they fucking <laughs> and they're like sitting back and they're knocking it all around the park because they're hitting it hard and they're hitting it all over the place, uh, all fields, lefties, righties, doesn't even matter. Out of the park, long home runs, four in the first inning. We'll get to game three, well, but yeah, we'll get to game start, three. We can, we can start with Hend- uh, with uh, Hendricks Light. And yeah, Davies only went uh, four innings. He gave up seven hits and three walks, so ten base runners in four innings with only one strikeout. Yeah, no, it was not good. It was almost. Uh, I, is it worse than last time? I forget what last time. No, was. no, no. Last time that that was at the second inning. He absolutely got shelled and got knocked out. Yeah, he got knocked out. Here it is. Here's, here's this crappy line. Seven hits and three walks. Uh, you know, and then it didn't get any prettier from there. You know, Adam, a couple walks. Hey, he didn't give up a home run, though. Yeah, that's true. And Davies <laughs> gave up four runs total. Yeah, well, yeah, we didn't give – nobody did. So, But eight walks, that's going to kill you. And I did see the other day when we were doing the Braves preview – the Cubs were pretty high up there in walks. I know it's a smaller sample size, just a few weeks into the season, but they were number one. And, you know, that's been the Cubs' MO for a while, to walk everybody. Um, and then uh, I'll put up the hitting line if you really care to see what they did at a loss. But, it, you know, like you said, they, they would have won this one 6-5 had, they, <laughs> had our hits counted as um, – had our hits counted as runs, uh, then we would have been okay. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, which I know it is, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, Bet Online has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. Bet Online has you covered for all the odds and real time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all of your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. 
Right. And, 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 you know, it was the same old story where, you know, you get a bunch of guys on base because the Cubs do walk. They do get hit by a ton of pitches and they can't drive anybody. And this was another sack fly by Sogard, you know, which the Cubs have plenty of sack flies, but they just can't put up the crooked number. And then Wilson Contreras, who's been as hot as any hitter right now, had a home run in that game. Was that his third in three games? Third straight? I, I believe that next- first game was he, it was his third straight game in a homer. Yes, I believe you're correct. And here's, here's the other thing I kind of noticed. You know, Sogard's getting a lot of playing time. He starts this game at second. So not only do we not get a horner or like a lefty-righty platoon situation going on, we get two shitty second basemen that neither one of them can hit or field. And, uh, I mean, they're not the worst in the world. But, like, we all know that one Horner, I don't know if he's going to come. It's, he's young. We're still waiting on what Horner's going to do. But why is Sogard getting starts? Like, I was told there would be no Eric Sogard on this baseball team. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I was told the, the, the decision was unanimous. That it was Bodie. <laughs> And then uh, now we're we're stuck with a Bodie. We're stuck with a Bodie Sogard platoon. We're Sogard starting every other game. Are you freaking kidding me? But the unanimous choice was Bodie. Okay, that's our that's our that's our new uh, complicated T-shirt. Just straight blue, white letters, unanimous. <laughs> All right. Jock Peterson was especially brutal. Unanimous. Jock Peterson was brutal in this game, not just on offense where he's been absolutely horrid, but he was bad on defense. He kept uh, bobbling the ball, transferring from, from his glove to his hand. I mean, it was like, you know, that was the one thing. It's like, oh, you're going to get slightly better uh, defense from Jock. I'm like, really? Because yeah, I haven't seen it so it. far yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's been uh, – and, and um, well, the the way that game ended – too, because they did have a shot, you know, Jock, speaking of Jock, you know, going out there or end up with the bases loaded and not being able to come through. But uh, but really, the, the bother the bother I had, that was that lefty-lefty thing. So he was like one for 11 on the season, and then he, he now it's, he's like one for 12. So I guess he fucked that up, too, or maybe he's one for 14 now. But the, here's the thing. The clerch at bat was Bryant's. You know what I mean? I'm like, Bryant could have won the game. You know a dude who doesn't hit lefties well or even have much experience against them is coming up behind you. Now, I don't think they gave much to hit. They were pitching him low. I don't know what he could have done with something. But you're hoping they just kept you know the line moving, but bases loaded doesn't really help us there. That's one of those things that you were talking about, I think, at the end of last season, maybe in the off season, just the idea that, uh, KB is a world-class hitter, but he takes too many walks. Like at some point, you know, it's almost better if he's going out of the zone a bit to try and hit something, make something happen, than to just, you know, walk down to first and get nothing. You know, like I, you want more. I get that the numbers are better because he walked. But you wanted more in that situation from our stud. All we needed was a, a goddamn like double. And he's got plenty of doubles on the season. He's leading the team in doubles. He's got four, which is, you know, whatever. I'm sure there's somebody with like 15 already. Yeah, of there. course, he can't go out of the zone because if he's got one swing. And if it's not there, then he yeah. would have just struck out. So I need to shut my mouth and take the walk, I guess. Yeah, no, you have to. 
Well, the fun thing to watch about this game, because it wasn't really fun, was Pedro Strope coming in and getting two Ks. And then I went to the game on Saturday. I wake up, and the first thing I see is is the news that you got uh, we got Brandon Workman and Dan Winkler are back, and Pedro Strope and Justin Steele are returning to South Bend. And I'm sitting to myself saying, how does this make the team better? Yeah, like, yeah. Workman has had a couple of good innings. I'm not... I'm not remembering Winkler doing anything good. Maybe I'm just missing it. There's a lot of uh, a lot of bullpen arms coming out there. Yeah, I'll, be, through, I'll so. be honest with you. I don't. I don't think any of us know these guys all that well. Like we had like a pretty like a bunch of guys that were out there. A whole bunch. Everybody here is kind of new. Like the whole pitching staff is turned over. And I think besides watching tape and stuff and looking at their numbers from other teams, we're not really familiar with them. And I'm kind of sometimes wonder if neither is the team. Like neither, neither is David Ross. Uh, um, I'm going to, I'm going to screenshot their, uh, their numbers right now and we can take a look at it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'll say sh- the Shelby Miller thing might not work. <laughs> well, I'll tell you I- that much. With okay, ERA right there. 60, 63. How do you get rid of Shelby Miller? I mean, can you just get rid of him already? He's terrible right now. I mean, yeah, they can't send him down. Th- right. That's part of the deal. That's the issue. If The only thing that they can do is DFAM. Well, here's the numbers of all your relievers right now, and this is who you got <laughs> going out, out there. And, you know, it's not – Alec Mills had a pretty bad outing the other day. Tapera has not been good. Chafin has been really hitting me. Miss, he's either lights out or off. Like I, I wonder how to tell. Is it just every other time that we're supposed to see? But yeah, um, Dan Winkler has been doing okay. He's in seven games, a one sixty nine ERA. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, but Workman's kind of been middling, and we haven't seen a lot of them. Only four innings. And it's just like I feel like. I don't know. I just feel like I don't know this bullpen, and I feel like they're all going to be gone. And, and, and like, doesn't it feel like we're not going to even see these guys that much? And then they're just going to be gone. Like, does that make sense? Like, everybody's getting fired. It's like this is the one year we're going to have this team of the Cubs, and then next year it's going to be all new people. Like, they don't care about any of these guys. Well, do you remember were- when we used to do a thing at the end of the year where I would come up with names? and stats and you would have to or I would come up with stats or whatever and you would have to try and guess who I was talking about because there was just players on the team that we just would never see after April yeah Yeah. I think Justin Steele is really um, somebody that you're looking for in the future to really be somebody that makes a difference for this team he definitely fits in there and so that's why I kind of liked seeing him and seeing what he got what he had I know he gave up a hit to the pitcher I think it was a, a situation where I believe like I think there was maybe two, or maybe the bases loaded or two on. I can't remember off the top yeah, of my head, but he's looked, he's looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's looked really good. Tapera, the, uh, I mean, I, I, was that yesterday where he just had no control at all? Like that ball was all over the place. And I thought to myself, well, maybe he wasn't even throwing at Woodruff. And he's just really, <laughs> he's just really actually awful. Um, he was trying to win his, uh, the, whatever he, his suspension, he was, uh, I can't fucking think of words right now. It's pissing me off. Um, I, I just feel like this is bullpen by committee and it's yeah. going to be like hot hand eventually. And like some guys might get packaged in some trade for a team that needs relief help. Like, I don't know. 
How, I mean, I'm even wondering if, uh, you know, because you got Kimbrell on the one-year deal, too. I mean, if they keep playing like this, losing two out of three to everybody, there's no way that Kimbrell is going to be on this team. Like, somebody's going to want that back-end relief help, and you're going to package in like any other bullpen arm that you might have because all these well, dudes, the, well, what you for, keep What you keep hearing is this idea of Bryant and Kimbrell will bring you a huge haul back. I don't believe it. Yeah. Well, speaking of Bryant, unless, and, you're, unless you're Theo Epstein and desperate Theo Epstein in 2016 to just give you the moon three years in a row. When, uh, well, I got to go everybody to, uh, knows that they need these guys, right? Like they need to trade them and get something for them. So they're not in a position of, yeah, of power at all. Yeah. Well, again, if if you have Bryant, who's looking as good as he's doing, and Kimbrel, like I said, like, like you guys said, always need a back end strong closer. Some, it's not going to be that nobody's going to take it. You're going to have a market as long as those guys produce. Yeah, like that's that's what you need is these guys. As long as they're going to produce, you're going to get something back. Yeah, that's you, true. You get something. I just don't think you're going to get you know the moon. I, I you're not going to get the moon like kind of how the Yankees got for Chapman, you know, to get the the most elite closer, like somebody like a Chapman who's pounded it in there at 105 miles an hour and wow in the world. Like that is a different freak situation. That is like, I think, you know, maybe not what Kimbrell would get, but I, I don't think you're going to get like a top major league ready prospect. I think you might end up with the teenagers that Darvish brought, to be honest. As Steve sure said, good news. Contending teams historically will overplay, overpay for relievers like Workman and Chafin. That's the thing. If you think you yeah. got a chance, that's what the Cubs did in 2016. They went all in. They said, we're going to go all in. This is the year that we're going to do it. We'll give out whatever it takes because that closer was the last piece that they knew they needed. There may be a team out there that says, hey, I need a third baseman, and we get a closer. And, and, and that's, again, you may get one or two very solid pieces. Well, yeah. uh, the Boston Red Sox are currently in first place. They might want Kimbrel back, right? Right? How about you? How about, <laughs> how about a blockbuster? You think we could see a blockbuster when, like, you see in basically entire teams change sides? You, you know, like, when is so, the last time we saw a blockbuster? Man, those are great when you yeah, see those four, four or five team trade with all these moving parts and like <laughs> Buster Olney's like having a conniption fit because he can't figure it out. You're like, are you okay? Do you smell toast? <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I went to the game. I was lucky to go to the game on Saturday, game two. Mm. And I got to tell you, you know what I mean? It's like I kind of felt like dead man walking coming in. I'm like, you know what? I, I was, you know, I know Stuart was down there. My buddy Ramon, I went with. And I'm just like, hey, let's just go have fun at the old ballpark and this and that. At no point did I realize I was going to see the ass whooping that I saw in a good way. This, these were, I was about eh, 15, 20 rows up behind home plate. And this is. I want to say this was was this Baez's home run? Looks like Bodie's. I believe it was Baez or Bodie's home run. Yeah, it was Bodie's, and it was just absolutely a fun day at the old ballpark. And just like I said, this is going to be one of those things where the Cubs every now and then are just going to explode, and you're going to be like, why can why were they able to do it only on one day? Because they're only swinging one way. That's why they can't do it in three different ways. They can't you know put together different game plans and do different things. And sometimes the pitcher is going to be the pitcher that they've been looking for all week. Yeah. Well, look at uh, uh, home runs. Contreras again, he hits two of them. Uh, and then you get Baez hits one. Bryant hit two. And then Bodie. And and 
I don't know where this onslaught came from. It was nice this weekend. It was beautiful out there at the ballpark. But, like, they just poured it on. Five for 11 runners in scoring position. Like, when have we seen that? They only left five men on base the entire time. Like, compare that game, uh, which, I mean, actually, let's stay on game two a little bit longer because it was fun. We could look at it. <laughs> All right. it, it, it was it was fun. I mean, I was, this is when I was moving my mom, so I was, like, catching on the radio and stuff, and we had we were moving her into her new apartment. And uh, we, we had it on the radio while we were, like, you know, unloading all the boxes and stuff. And I kept running in, and we're all cheering and stuff together. And it had been a while since that had happened that we that I felt that there was anything to cheer about about the Cubs, to be like, yeah, and to high-five somebody. And, like, me and my sister is there, and she's excited. But huge game for Bryant, um, four ribbies. I mean, he he really can't, was coming through in the clutch. You know, Baez – Look, he only gets the one hit, but they may, he makes them all count. But he does strike out three times, you know. Like so, you look at Baez, and I did want to talk a little bit about Javi and like his struggles, what's happened because he's kind of fallen off a little bit even since last we talked. But where does this come from, and why does it go away so quick? I think it needs to be. Is it just the pitcher that you just have a better? I mean, they never saw this guy before, Enoa. Right, but I. Like, like I said, I feel like some of these pitchers throw right into their swings, you know, like, because that's, that's the problem. We've been talking about it forever. There's no difference in the makeup of any of these hitters. They're all swinging the same way. It's the three true outcomes. It's launch angle. It's all these things. You don't have a guy like a Nico Horner that's up there trying to slap a hit. Well, you know, to the le- to the right side or left side, wherever he's trying to hit it. You know, so guard's trying, trying to do that. You're talking about launch angle, and and you know the book is out on how to get somebody that's trying to lift it up, and that's to throw the high cheese. You know, throw the f- high fastball, and take a look at this stat that Brett uh, Taylor put up from Bleacher Nation, charting the Cubs' decline against fastballs. In 2016, they were fifth against fastballs. 2017, sixth. Both years they went to the NLCS. 2018, they were 8th, 2019th, 11th. 2020, they were 25th in the league. 2021, they're worst in baseball against fastballs. Yeah, we've been saying that, too. I mean, it's not just the high one. I mean, we had dudes swinging right through. Javi's swinging right through him sometimes, too. And I'm like, how are you not catching up with this? Like, you're Mr. Batspeed. And uh, what? I mean. Well, in the one fastball, like, because they're throwing the high fastball, and then – when you can't hit the fastball, what else are you going to miss? The changeup, right? Because it. that's going to come in and look like the fastball that you've been seeing, and you're going to try and hit it, and you're going to be right out in front of it. We see that a lot. Or it's inducing weak contact grounders. Well, this is from Mike Petrillo. He says, Javi Baez now hitting only 251, 287, 471 with a 30% K rate over the last two calendar years. That 2018 breakout is starting to feel like a long time ago. Yeah, and then this on Javi from Matt Clapp, uh, 1.7 walk rate. <laughs> this is this year, 45.8% K rate. The next worst is 42.6. 48.7% contact, which is next to worst, uh, and which is uh, 57, 57.7 is the worst. 59.7% zone contact. The next worst is 63% zone contact. I mean, these are kind of advanced stats, but he's not hitting balls in the zone. Like, 
he's missing 40% of those. And that's and he Matt goes on to say this is just not okay. He needs to slug a lot more if he's going to do stuff like this. But so many give away non-competitive at-bats, it's cake for pitchers that can execute. Because then you get him 0-2 because he missed the two balls he could hit. And then it's just like uh, three sliders till he misses one, you know? Well, I, I, the one thing I can't believe that's been shocking me more than anything is, and, and I, I should go back and take a look, how many times that Javi Baez has struck out on just three pitches? Three pitches. Like, it's like, holy shit, dude. Like, not even making the pitcher work. It's like no effort. Like like Matt was saying there, it's just cake. If you can execute, you don't really even have to do anything. It's like... And again, we've all always known Javi Baez with the slider, Javi Baez over swing, but he would always hit the ball if it was in the zone. The fact that he's missing so much in the zone, that is frightening. Man, maybe he needs glasses. <laughs> <laughs> like a uh, wild thing in yeah, like, Major League? Yeah, could be. And um, yeah, what else? Oh, here's one thing I wanted to bitch about about this game. So you win the game 13-4. to four, And so... Here's the pitching lineup. They used Williams only went five. Okay. Uh, I don't know why he threw 92 pitches probably is why. And they're like, get him out of there. But then, it, you know, it was just inefficient from then on in. You use Williams to pair up. Miller sucked and he got into a lot of trouble. Now that's why he's got a 63 ERA. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, which is, which is better than the infinity that he had last week. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's looking up. Workman, <laughs> always look on the bright side of life, Michael. Yeah, he's trending. He's trending well. Um, Workman uh, comes in, can't get out of an inning, so Winkler's got to come in and finish it for him. And then Adam came in and had a clean eighth. But either way, like you or ninth, either way, you have one, two, three, four, five. So you use six pitchers on a thirteen to four route for no reason. You know, it's like, dude, like you couldn't get more out of your starter. I don't know why. You know, 92, I guess, but I don't know, throw his ass out there for another one. Or maybe he was gassed. Well, I don't know what's going on. Like, why looking, can't, do you have you a two inning guy anywhere? Like, well, that was what Shelby Miller's supposed to be. That's Shelby Miller's supposed to eat two or three innings, and now he can't get out of the goddamn inning, and you got to burn another pitcher. Yeah. Well, well and, they, and they had to hold on to Mills until the next day because they had a little uh, thought that they might need him. Well, they shouldn't have because it's Kyle Hendricks, your <laughs> quote-unquote ace, that's supposed to go out there and give you seven. But, um, you know, where the hell's Adbert Alzali? Well, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where the, where the fuck is he? I mean, pardon my French, but you're going to – just because he's got an option, you're going to go with Shelby Miller, like who puts the shell in Shelby? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean come on. this is this is what the ownership and the front office are doing right now. They are trying to tell us out of one side of their mouth that we're trying to win this year, but out of the other side of their mouth, they're bringing up Shelby Miller and they're leaving Nico Horner down. Why? Because they can. Because Albert Owsley had an option. They're they're not putting the best team that they could out on that field. They're putting kind of garbage guys out there because they they don't really give a shit. They've kind well, of fucking Shelby Miller was towel. supposed to be like this diamond in the rough that, you know, he had some injury history. He's all good. He's going to come back. He was going to be a guy that could potentially do something for you that nobody expected. And and when and again, you know, spring, I mean, tra spring training numbers are spring training numbers, but usually the hitters are the ones that look really good. The air in Arizona, blah, blah, blah. 
you know, so you figured that, wow, look at the numbers Miller put up in Arizona, not bad, and, and maybe he can come in and give something to this team that needs it, whether as a starter, a spot starter, or somebody that can take three or four innings, and it's it's hasn't worked out at all, and I can't, yeah. you know, I don't know why. Well, I mean, but I, I will say that it still could. You know, yeah. I, I'll dog him now, and we, we laughed at the infinity ERA, but it was really just one inning. It was just his first time out there, and it was, you know, bad first impressions are hard well, to get over. technically, it was no innings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he was out there. He was out there already. But, but, you know, like the first time I saw Mike Montgomery pitch, I think it was in Milwaukee, and he, he gave up a huge bob, comes loose, like it was a, it was crap. And I just hated Mike Montgomery from there on because he ruined my Saturday night. But then, you know, it ended pretty well with him, didn't it? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It went, it went just fine eventually. But it's just like you have that kind of uh, that bias from uh, primacy bias, I guess is what it's called. Um, I, I Recent, have, are you talking about recency, recency bias? No, a primacy. Primacy bias. I mean, like the first time you see it, it bad first impression. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, but I did like the idea of Shelby Miller. I think you need a bunch of guys who kind of act like Shelby Miller that could take a bunch of innings and run it a little bit more like the Brewers. But now the Brewers are becoming less Brewersy. They got a couple aces out there that can go far into games. And I, and I think what Mike Michael's talking about here is, is that if you're the Oakland A's, that's what you do: is you search and you scour and you find that diamond in the rough. If you're a major market team like the Cubs, are we really having Girl. to piss around with Shelby Miller? Yeah, get a guy. They well, got and, a guy. And no, I'm what I'm saying is that you have a couple of young guys that aren't costing you anything that should be up here. I mean, have shown that they can at least they can do it better than the guys that we're seeing right now. Why aren't they up here? They're uh, they're not up here because they have contract. they have a contract issue. The, you know, the fucking lawyers are playing the game right now instead of the players, and that's that's not going to fix this team or baseball. But, but it's going to make us feel better if we at least see Nico Horner out there giving a little diversity to the lineup and we see Adbert Alzali out there uh picking Working. up a spot start or you know going two innings or something you know well I gotta tell you going into game three every time <laughs> it's Sunday night baseball we just know it's gonna be shit right like I was I, I was gonna look up their Sunday night numbers uh, oh it, by the it, way gotta be bad I missed the Saturday game completely. For some reason, I thought it was on at night, and I came in and checked literally right after it got over. So that 13-4, that's the first game I've missed all year. But let me tell you what. Um, I didn't Michael, fucking miss, not a, I didn't miss that Sunday game, did I? <laughs> <laughs> you saw a 13-4 game, just not the one that you wanted to. Um, that, yeah, that, that was brutal. Was, uh, well, you know when A Rod's coming in and all and all the stupid shit and and they do the little cut, cutaways of some guy throwing a pizza pie in the air that they've yeah. used for the last twenty times. It's just like this is just gonna suck. Oh, in I, general. I did not. I did not watch it. I can't watch it. In fact, I I didn't even watch the end of the game because why? <laughs> you know, I I was so tired from the move and everything with my mom that I was like just passed out about eight forty five and woke up at three a.m. I was like, ah. Uh, it's over. <laughs> but this Even is how- John Shambi being on that broadcast. I, he was terrible. Like he, he was he on didn't it. Help him. Oh, he was on yeah, it. I, I didn't listen. I've listened to Pat Hughes. I, I thought no. Shambi was. I thought he was supposed to be on that thing. He was no, talking he about does it. The, with he, does, he, he does the radio side. Ah, he does the radio side. Okay. Right, so the TV. No wonder. It. I'm like listening. I'm like, God 
whoever this is, like, I, I just thought it was uh, John, like, saying all of the dumb shit. I'm like, why does he sound like such an asshole right now? No, that, that's what's his name, Matt Vesurgeon or yeah. whatever. Vesurgeon. or yeah. whatever. And then you have A-Rod, who's just a total... But, I but A-Rod, A-Rod was giving the business to uh, Javi. I will tell you that much. Yeah, he was, he was laying into him pretty good. No, I, I saw people talking about it, and I was like, like fuck A-Rod. I hate A-Rod. He's such a he – is, he's an idiot. I mean, I don't know. Like, he sounds – he sounds like a total moron, like all the time. Everything he says sounds like it's just something he just thought of. Like Albert Elmora being fast? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, <laughs> like, it's like talking about privacy bias. Like, he's, he's, he's like shiny, cloud. <laughs> do you, do you think it. the writers write shit up for him? Right? Because he's not doing his own research. So somebody else writes up some shit, and then and nobody likes A-Rod, right? So they just throw shit in there like Elmora's fast or something yeah. like that. Just And then he, he ran with it for like two years. Isn't it like Anchorman where he reads whatever's on the teleprompter, whatever comes up? And 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 that's what I'm saying. It's like they got a guy who's a total yes man. They just put him in front of stuff. He talks about it. Like, I like logs. They used to be trees, but then they fell, and now they're logs. And people are like, "Uh uh-huh. And, I mean, (laughs) but he – I mean, but honestly, like, it it doesn't make sense. And the thing that drives me the most nuts about it is he's dumb with confidence. So he says the dumbest possible thing so confidently that everybody believes it and makes everybody dumber. For well, here's even the thing that was weird is I remember when he came around. It, it was it was with I think Fox and he was with Pete Rose and Frank mm. Thomas. He was there during that 2016 run, and he was really good in like very small doses. You got him for nine innings. It's banging your head against the wall. Yeah. Brutal. He knows but, baseball. Don't get me right. wrong. If he wants to talk about like, here's why you tag up on that play. I think he knows all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. But to see him and Matt Vescurgeon banter back and forth is like maybe the worst broadcast in baseball history. It is quite possible. The only thing you could add to it is freaking Joe Buck. Right, I just, I think, oh, I think A Rod is just kind of in his own planet. It's just like weird. So, like, you know, like through nine innings, like especially yesterday, shit game. You're gonna have to have conversation. You're gonna ma- have to make it entertaining. And I don't think A Rod can do that. Like, he just, he's like I said, he was really A-Rod good on those can't three. Can't make a good game entertaining. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so imagine, yes, yesterday was just so brutal. I'm just sitting here like, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah. Well, how about that? I mean, that was historic. Four home runs in the first inning. Like, I think, now I didn't hear it. It it, was it in just in the first inning that that had only happened nine times before? Yeah, I I think that was right. Yeah, because there's been four home runs in an inning probably multiple times throughout history, I would imagine. I think it was the first time in Cubs history or the first time in the first inning that that's, I mean, they were literally teeing off on Hendricks. I mean, there was one shot onto Sheffield. I mean, these were no doubters. And I was like, Jesus Christ. It's like, how how often can this keep happening? Like, unbelievable. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it was shocking. I have never seen it that bad. I got nervous because oftentimes when a pitcher goes out there and gets shelled like that, couple days later you find out they're hurt you know what i mean like something's not working because of something physical here's the thing that was brutal about that is anthony rizzo 
hit two home runs yesterday, and that tied him for seventh all time uh, for for uh, Cubs home runs uh, with Gabby Hartnett. So he's on the all time list. Okay. The, the, so the the next person on the list is Aramis Ramirez, who we had a clip from earlier. And then you got, uh, after that, you got Ryan Sandberg, Ron Santo, Billy Williams, uh, Ernie, and then all the way Sammy number one. But during this, like I said, it wasn't a great game, but you had this moment where Rizzo was making a huge milestone home run, two of them, to, to milestone home runs. And then you had like the funny thing where he was chasing down uh, Freddie Freeman and he yells, Frederick, and he was like laughing. It was so funny. And then the fucking announcers all last night were playing, where do you think Rizzo's going to end up? And it was just such a miserable ass feeling of them talking yeah. about Rizzo playing for the fucking Yankees. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah. And, I mean, and you know what? The Riz- the Ricketts deserve that. They do. That, that, that is 100% mm-hmm. on them. The, the fans don't. We all know it's going to happen, but when we're watching the game, we try not to think about it. That's for that's for shows like this when we're wallowing gotta, in our own and, bullshit. And they got to know that Cub fans are tuning into this thing. You know what I mean? It, it, it it's a Cubs game. Actually, <laughs> I I honestly do not think that they think the home team fans ever tune in. The ESPN broadcast broadcasts as if. Nobody has ever seen the teams on the field play baseball before. Do you, I mean, even like 2017, 2018, they were talking about the fucking goat curse. Like they act as if we're all brand new. We all just fucking woke up and we're like, oh, a baseball game. This looks like it might be fun to watch. (laughs) Well, one of the conversations that they brought up on the broadcast yesterday is Javi Baez pressing because of the contract. And so Buster Olney is going, you know, he comes on and he has the story about, uh, and John Heyman reported on it again uh, today with a little bit more detail that Javi Baez was offered uh, a contract before in the spring of 2020. The offer was between 160 and 170. Now Heyman thinks he's going to get hot and have a chance to beat that at free agency. But here's the thing is that, you know, we talk about these extensions. We don't know about that Chris Bryant. The Chris Bryant cap extension, I've, I've heard it both ways. Did happen, didn't happen. There's technicalities in how it was reported, whatever. We're reading now that 160, 170 for Javi. I know that Addison Russell left a lot of money on the table in 2017. He was offered a, <laughs> a, a fairly decent contract. And then Chris Bryant, people aren't going to like it, but it's, what do you get, five years, 70 million? Chris so, Bryant? No, 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 or, Rizzo. Sorry, Anthony, Rizzo. Oh, oh yeah. Five yeah, years. Rizzo. Bryant had a t- like somewhere around 200 million. They were saying, again, that one is the one that's the most questionable, but all the other ones were for sure offered. Yeah. And the players didn't take them. And now you have to wonder in this post-pandemic world. Now, again, you saw Francisco Lindor do pretty well for himself with the Mets. But, I mean, with this free agent class of shortstops, is Javi going to get 160, 170 if he's striking out 40% of the time? Well, <laughs> no. I, <laughs> Obviously, I, agree yeah. with, I agree with you, Crawley. I don't, you know, the, the, the play on the field may keep him from getting that. Now, can the owners afford it? You said a post-pandemic world. Look, the only fucking people getting hurt by the pandemic are the poor assholes like us. The rich people are just getting richer. 
right? They're 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 cleaning up, you know, the the biblical losses that the Cubs are talking about. I mean, they have two different Bibles. They're they have the one that has the Cubs in it, and the other Bible is doing great. So I don't think you have to worry about the biblical losses. They can afford it, but yeah, I would say the the play on the field might keep that from happening, but we don't need and to worry. And the glut of shortstop talent. And you wonder if Javi's going to try to maybe try to do like what Jock Peterson did, which was a one-year prove-it deal. Could be. I mean, it, I think that we can definitely say that they probably all regret not taking those deals. <laughs> I, I would say that much, especially Addison Russell. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, you know, Javi at that price – you know, that's kind of what I imagine him going for. I mean, I don't know how the deal is structured. I know that's a huge part of it. People want their opt-outs. Like, look at Trevor Bowers. Like, give me $40 million one year, and I just bet on myself year after year after year. and just. But he's a weirdo. And, right. uh, and But, like, this is that's, you know, obviously generationally changing money to have, to have somebody say, like, even after taxes, here's $100 million. And you've already made a bunch of million dollars. You already own an island or something, you know, like part of the island. You got you built the shit you want to build. You're fine. Uh, you know, it, it. I wonder why he didn't take something like that and lock himself up, especially because it's Chicago. There are other opportunities to make money in Chicago. That It's a media haven and a huge city. And you can make a shit ton of money at the Al Pamonte Ford. By going well, I mean, if you're, if you're Javi, you just go down to Javi Baez Boulevard and you set up a toll booth. Yeah, exactly. He's already got a street. <laughs> so he, he, can, he can basically sell anything he wants down there. Well, the, other news, the other news coming out from the Cubs world is the suspensions, which uh, you had Ryan Tapera get three games. Ross get one game, which he served on Friday, and Mike Borzello did something, like I said, got suspended. I mean, he got ejected from the game. What the hell does he need to be suspended for? Yeah, I, Bleacher Jeff told me that uh, Borzy texted him because he, he had just gotten out. He had just gotten suspended. He's like, hey, save me a seat today in the bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> just like I can't. It's pods and it's the whole thing. You got to. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> Sorry. he's like, fuck you. You're suspended. Yeah, you're suspended. You can't <laughs> you're not getting in on my ticket. Yeah. Was, but, I mean, funny. does anyone else think three games is kind of harsh when you didn't even fucking hit the guy? Oh, yeah. Well, I totally it, think that. Throwing at the pitcher, and uh, I think that's uh, that's what it is. It's about throwing at the pitcher specifically, which, I mean, Wilson Contreras is a freaking idiot. Now, I understand something was lost in, in relation there, uh, in translation there. When Wilson comes out and says after the game, he's like, yeah, we should never throw at the pitcher. But he was – and people are like, well, he was saying you should, nev- you should never right. throw at in the pitcher. Right, in general. In general. But no. People he, shouldn't throw at the pitcher. He was like, pitcher. yeah, we, we probably should have done that. Like it's kind of how it came off. He's like, yeah, we should ne- we shouldn't have thrown at the pitcher, but we did is what it sounded like. And I understand that there's plausible de- deniability it, with a good lawyer. It probably – you get off on it. But – it was obvious they did it, and I was arguing with somebody. They're like, they're doing it. They, they definitely do that on purpose. And I'm like, yep, they absolutely fucking did. And they're like, well, but they did it on purpose. And I'm like, yeah, I told you they did. And I'm like, are we even arguing? And then he's like, but they shouldn't do it. And I'm like, well, see, there, there we differ. Because I right. think throw at – I mean, Joe Madden wouldn't do it. 
Joe Madden never liked that kind of play. I don't think Rossi. I think it's a new culture. I think we're we're going to be a little more assholey of a team now. Which hey, if we're going to suck, let's at least be assholes and talk about it. <laughs> well, and here's the thing: we talked about it when uh, Wheelow was on. It was down by the legs, behind below him. the ass, and behind him. He never hit anybody. If you want to ask, like, how do you do it? That's how you do it. You throw the ball there, and then you say, hey, that's a warning, right? We don't have to throw at you right now. You can do what you need to do. You know where we're at, right? It's not like he fucking bounced one off his head, and he's like, hey, you know, he did the thing, so I smoked him. You know, no, he gave him a warning. He threw the ball where he should have to send a message. And I, and I and I brought up last time when Joe Madden did tell the Cardinals the same thing. We don't we won't start it, but we'll definitely finish it. That message has to be across that we're not going to take this bullshit. And that's what made me bad about Ross is I never heard it was Borzello that's sticking up for the guys. You know what I mean? It's I never yeah. saw Rossi barking or yelling at anybody or getting ejected. Do something. Stand up for them. Get tossed. Maybe get light a fire under their ass every now and then. But you 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 can't keep doing this. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and then and we're all we're all pissed off, and then at the Brewers, and then the uh, the Braves come in and fucking just start bouncing the ball off of people too. Yeah, well, and yeah. And, and that's the thing is like it's not about even if they're not hit trying to hit you intentionally every single time, you have to pitch more carefully. Like you, for a dude to have get he got hit in the helmet, he got hit in the hand, and then you just keep hitting. Uh, poor Contreras over and over again. He's not one of those dudes that's hovering all over the plate. You know, I feel like it does all feel very purposeful to me. It, it, it feels like take him out of the series. He, I don't, and I feel like people don't like him. I think people don't like his passion. I don't think, I mean, I don't know if he's talking smack back there or what he's doing as a catcher, but he's the dude plays with a lot of intensity and maybe he's just nobody's friend. He could be one of those guys. Like well, a, like what, a de- like a Dennis Rodman or somebody that you love to have on your team but you can't stand. It could be, but look at uh, what uh, Nick Castellanos' brother, because K- Nick Castellanos got uh, suspended as well. Ridiculous MLB. You guys market personality to line your wallets, but send a message to players that playing with your heart on your sleeve will get you suspended. Understand, Nick made c- contact with no one. Molina grabbed Nick's neck. He gets to play, and Nick does not figure it out. So it's like, and I heard Coom Dog on the radio saying, I don't feel like MLB is protecting the batters. Like, they're just let these, because Coom Dog, he's a former all-star, and he he was the there. former Cubs all-star. The former Cubs all-star. <laughs> basically only because they needed one Cub, and... <laughs> I think is pretty much why he made it. But. <laughs> he had a good year. Was it 2001? It was him and Matt Stairs. He had the two big boys. Yeah, we looked at, I actually looked at his numbers that year. He had a big fall off. Like he, oh, he yeah. was, yeah, it was bad, like 280, and then he ended up at like 242 or something. It was like, it was he's like a, a Brian Lahare year. Classic. Yeah. No, he's made articles uh, about like, Every year at All Star Break, like they'll rerun some articles on like Sports Illustrated. He's made a few articles about like the least deserving All Stars of all time. Like, <laughs> the top ten. I was like, oh man, I'm sure that's not hanging at his restaurant. I tell you that much. Um, what was that point? Oh yeah, yeah. The suspensions. 
Yeah, Coom Dog does not think that uh, they're protecting batters. That you can't let a dude be throwing a hundred at your head and let him get away with it. You know. Well, Here's the thing that I was curious about, and I wanted your guys' opinion on, is that the big deal was made about Trevor Bauer and the sticky balls and all that thing. But the reason that some that, that they said that hitters were fine with it is because they had more control and, and and they didn't want to get hit. And I'm wondering if some of these guys are just starting to get used to like not having a foreign substance on the ball to grip it. And 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 again, I don't know. I'd have to take a look at other people around the league to see how many times yeah, they're getting. I was hit. just going to say, I need to look up and see if anybody's getting hit with the regularity that the Cubs are getting hit. Right. Yeah. But I'm just wondering if that might be something. I'm just trying because to the Cubs here. aren't hitting people with the same regularity that they're getting hit. But their guys I are mean, only throwing 50 miles an hour. Nobody's worried about it. The ball comes and they just catch it and throw it back. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we we have a, a segment on this show i th- think we should move along because and i I'll, pre- I'll preface that if you're stuck around this long stick around a little bit longer because we got uncle mike coming on the show to talk a little mets we're facing the mets earlier than usual this year i feel like it's usually later in the year but the schedule worked out this way so he's going to come through in just a second but first uh, we got Michael's uh, brand new. Uh, it's, it's a series, I guess, of sorts. A, a web a, series, <laughs> a segment. It's, no, it's this new segment. Yes, it's a new segment uh, called. Where are they now? How I miss those companions who walk the canyons of the night by my side. Where. Uh, yes, it's it's where are they now? It's the segment where we go back and we look at the players that we got versus the players that we lost to see who's won. And early on in the season, maybe the first time we did this, I think the Cubs had won all three of these. But let's look at it now. So Zach Davies versus you, Darvish. Oh, no. Zach Davies has three starts. Got a 10.32 ERA, 11.1 innings over three starts, <laughs> eight strikeouts, nine balls, a 2.21 whip versus you Darvish, four starts, 2.25 ERA, 24.2 innings, 28 strikeouts, five walks, 0.81 whip. Oh wow! I think the Cubs lost that one yeah. so far. Yeah, so far. Does it, All right. How's that red-haired, red-haired guy from Canada doing down at the at his high school? <laughs> you know he, he looked good. You know, I don't know. I he heard he's taking uh, his driving day. test. <laughs> What'd you say, Crawley? I think he was in detention the other day. I don't know what he did. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right, right. next one. So that's terrible. So uh, let's move on to Jack Peterson versus. Kyle Schwarber. Now, uh, the Cubs have been winning this one handily because Kyle Schwarber has been on COVID IL all season. But Schwarber's back. And let's see. Jack Peterson, slash line, 149, 281, 255. Yeah. Yeah. 40- he struck out that huge time, you know, that yeah. we talked about earlier. 
but you'll get to what 47 at bats, seven hits, seven walks, 17 strikeouts, and one home run to tie a game in the eighth inning, which the Cubs eventually lost. Yeah, it's the only game I was at this year. Yeah, versus Kyle Schwarber, slash line 267, 290, 467, 30 at bats. So actually, not that far behind. And uh, eight hits, one walk, eight strikeouts, and one home run to walk off with the win in the ninth inning. Yeah, and it was the he did that the same exact day that Jock struck out in the same situation. <laughs> that Jock could have. I mean, it's single. That's all Jock needed was this. He didn't even need a home run. A single tied it right or something like that. Yeah, so we lost so, five, five to two, right? Yeah. So uh, Cubs lost that one. But wait, we got one more. Oh, okay. Jake Arietta versus John Lester. Arietta wow. in three starts, three point one eight ERA, seventeen innings, fourteen strikeouts. Five walks, a 1.29 whip. All pretty good. John Lester still has COVID. So the Cubs are still winning, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cubs won. COVID won. John Lester, nothing. Yeah. So uh, because there's no, uh, well, it's all night games. And then uh, th- we, we haven't had time uh, to do it any other time. I, I think we're. We're not going to have a midweek episode, but we're going to combine our preview episode right now for the New York Mets with our good friend, Uncle Mike, which, Carl, you don't know Uncle Mike, do you? No. You guys never met. So I'm going to bring him on. I got a theme song, though, I got to start playing. When I was young, I spent some time across with me, Uncle Mike. Here he comes. And I must have traveled a hundred miles in the of his bike. And as we you wrote this, didn't you, Mike? Mike, it's no, I, I played bass. A song without a single word. As a cycle bell would ring, he's called. I probably need a shorter drop, but. Hey, 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 Rocket, I got a theme song for you. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Canon Sunglasses. Did you know that your outdoor experiences could be better? Clearly better. Canon Sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. Using Japanese optics, Canon's lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canon sunglasses elevate your experiences outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code CANONCAST15 at Canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. Canon. Clearly better. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, Bet Online has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, Bet Online has it all. 
Every sport, every game, every matchup. Bet Online has you covered for all the odds and real time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. The Mets. Meet the Mets. It's all soft. Oh, yeah. We can barely hear, but we can hear it. If anybody's wondering, it's the Mets Mets fight song. Yeah, it's a a theme song from back back in the days of the beginning, uh, 1962. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. And ride up and greet the Mets. Grab your kids. Good, man. We're just uh, chilling, talking about the Cubs. We're off to a pretty shitty, disappointing start here, as opposed to the New York Mets, who are in first place in the NL East. Yeah, I, I have to apologize, guys. It's early that we're doing this show. Obviously, it's uh, we've only played a couple of hands. Both, both teams only played a handful of games, right? And then the other thing, I mean, what's really exciting is that the New York Knicks – are like actually a good team <laughs> for the first time in like so many years. So to be quite honest with you, you know, most of New York, like most of New York, if you're man, I mean, they're I won't they're, they're Yankee fans and Nick Nick fans, but you know, there are a lot of Met fans, Nick fan combinations. You know, we have to uh-huh. we wear the same colors. You know, yeah. uh, but it's- so I'm kind of behind on a lot of stuff because the Mets, I mean, the Knicks are doing so well and everyone's exciting. Like I'm watching every Knick game and then the Mets are on. I'm like, eh, I'll catch it. You know, I'll catch it when the, when the season's over. Because you know? <laughs> Knicks, the Knicks are looking like they're actually going to go to the playoffs, which, you know, like playoffs, like that hasn't happened. It's well, like- everybody, <laughs> Uncle Mike, doesn't everybody get to go to the playoffs? Come on, it's it, it's basketball. like half the teams get to go in basketball. I have to agree. This year, it looks like that. I think they're talking about ten teams are actually going to go in. You know, in the oh, they're they're expanding it even more. They expand. Yeah, they have like a, have the they have one of those. What do you call the buy-in or? Yeah, something. they have the play-in games now, where like the yeah. nine seed faces the ten seed to face the seven seed. Something, something, something. Yeah. Well, so, let me just tell you where the Bulls are. Uh, if they let yeah, ten teams in. The Bulls are not getting in. They <laughs> yeah. They're 11. Wow. So so you haven't been watching much. Have you gotten out of sit, how the city fields? I uh, know it was closed all last year, as was everything. And- no, I haven't gotten out there yet. Um, I guess there's a handful of, 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 of patrons that do go. I think it's, I think we're up to like 2,000 that they are allowing to go. Really? Um, only two? Yeah, only 2,000. I mean, it, it, which is a, a really small amount. Uh, but I have caught a couple of games, be- you know, because we, you know, we're actually in first place. I, I pinched myself. Um, <laughs> but at I, the same time, we haven't played a lot of games. I mean, like, you know, the, the first series against the Nationals, it was like COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got started weird. Yeah, it got, yeah, it was COVID. So we didn't play those three that that those three games. And then uh, just the other just the other day in Colorado, it snowed. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's snowing in Colorado right now, actually. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, I was going to ask you, Uncle Mike, yeah. I don't, I, I've heard about New York and uh, the Knicks, and they've been using maybe some sort of vaccine passport to get in certain sporting events. I don't know if the Mets do, but I, I'm pretty sure the Knicks do. Have you heard about that? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know a lot about it because I haven't actually gone yet. But yeah, that is a deal. Um, if, um, if you have been vaccinated, you almost have an automatic end. But at, at Madison Square Garden, which is really, which is kind of cool, is that they'll do a rapid test on the spot for you. Oh, so wow. if, if you for, show for up money, early, right? you have tickets, you show up early, and they have people there in the lobby, like, you know, doing tests. You got to pay, though, right? Yeah, but if you have insurance, you'll be okay. I mean, your, your insurance will take care of it. You know? Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So that I mean, I thought that was genius. I I don't think they're doing that that a silly feel, but I mean, I, and, and then the other cool thing we just heard today was that our our lovely governor, uh, Mr. Mario Cuomo, he's been in the news <laughs> lately, right? I never heard of him. <laughs> nope. He's been in the news, right? It doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, right, right. But uh, it looks like he's gonna. Um, from what I heard, I mean. Perfect timing, you know, he's in a, a big scandal and perfect timing for us, you know, for the playoffs, for the playoffs, um, he's actually going to open that up. So probably maybe we'll have 5,000, you know, people in the seats next week at the, uh, at, at Madison Square Garden. All right. Well, yeah, well, hopefully, I mean, things are we'll opening up a little bit. Yeah. Everybody's getting their vaccines. I think we they just saw it's like 50 percent of of the whole United States is one shot. And so hopefully that makes it all go down. But I, I as you guys are in a you got a new owner. Yeah, you you got. Yeah, you got Francisco Lindor locked up now. And then you've yeah, got man. like a bunch of dudes that I know you've been high on for a long time, like Dominic Smith, your Pete Alonzo. Yes. Yeah. Now these dudes aren't really knocking the cover off the ball quite yet, and in fact, like I've noticed that they're uh, they haven't scored barely any runs at all. I know you've scored uh, played fewer games right now, but you've scored the least amount of runs in the major leagues. Yet you remain in first place in the NL East, and uh, you know I'm just like wondering what's that, what that's about. I mean, you got I'll, I'll one good, it's, it's got one good guy pitching. Here. No, it's it's our pitching staff. I mean, I was going to say it's Jacob Degrom. It's yeah, it's it's Jacob. Um, it's it's Walker who, who pitched two good games and and, and had no decisions. Um, uh, Stroman pitched the gem um, uh, yesterday. You know, five Ks and one run ball in eight Look. innings. Look at Degrom. Degrom is just, I mean, I'm averaging so happy. more than ten strikeouts yeah, he had per 14. game. He had fourteen in a row. It's it's like, I I remember I remember last year we had this conversation and you guys missed him. He he didn't pitch in the series right. at the twenty nineteen Wrigley Field, but you're yeah. gonna get him, I think, right? Mm-hmm. He's pitching Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, so he's gonna, pitching Thursday, and no, Danny and I will be at oh, that Thursday, game versus Thursday. Trevor Williams. Let me tell you something. I'm so happy for you guys, man, because this uh, it's 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 he's a real deal. I mean, it's you know it, it's it's something that you probably tell you'll talk about you know, and tell people like yeah. So I saw the two time Cy Young Award winner pitch in our stadium. Yeah, well, Uncle Mike, I'm gonna, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never seen a no hitter live in person, and I'm scared I may see one Thursday. <laughs> it could be. We're worried about that. Yo, from your lips to God's ears, brother. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was, I was looking at you guys. I mean, you're not hitting at all. No, like, we're not. That's, that's got to. I mean, you just took two or three from the Rockies. You swept Philadelphia, and it's if it's all pitching, then great. 
But like you're like we're you're we're talking about a team like the Cubs don't hit either. Like we we were last for a long time, and you guys were actually a little bit better than us. You dropped even further down. The difference is is the Mets are winning baseball games, and and the Cubs aren't. And well, obviously, you said it's pitching, but like pitching, timely hitting too. I have to say, time we I think we've had three walk offs. If I'm not mistaken, Ooh, I don't even know what you're talking about there. Walk what? Yeah, Tell me about this walk off. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me about these ninth inning hits if you're not down by 10. No, we had a walk off in, <laughs> in seven innings. Could you guys explain to me what the seven inning thing is all about? Uh, it's cloud ball, what man. Is that? It's just cloud ball. What is that, guys? Cloud ball. Oh, did you see the meme with Ernie Banks that said, let's play 1.55587 games today? <laughs> Bullshit, man. Well, that and that's one of those COVID doubleheaders, right? And yeah, uh, right, right. that was because of uh, ex Cub. Couple ex Cubs got COVID, and that so that ruined your season. Couple ex Cubs. It was uh, Schwarber and Lester out on it. So yeah, uh, we were talking about Lester earlier. Still out, hasn't come back from COVID. So what do you think, Rocket? What do you think it is? Why? Well, I mean, I, I, I swear, I, it, it's pitching, and we've had we've had some timely hits, but then at the same time, we've been fucking we're, we're cold. Like Lindor's well, look, not hitting. The relievers um, are no good. Like I mean, you guys got great oh, starting yeah, pitching, yeah, I mean, but like you're looking at some of these relievers, and you know some of the guys that have been taking the innings. Uh, you know, Lucchesi, Joey Lucchesi. Yeah, Lucchesi. I thought you had. Didn't you have a Lucchesi? Didn't you guys have a Lucchesi? No. Uh, well, it's, it's actually it's, Lu, it's Lucchesi. Come on, oh, Lucchesi. Lucchesi. Yeah. Lucchesi. You guys didn't have Lucchesi, did you? I think no, we didn't. San Diego. We picked him up. He had a horrible year last year, but the year before that, 2019, he actually had a you know a mediocre year. He was 10 yeah. to 10. No, uh, Uncle Mike, the guy that you got that the Cubs had before is Crawley's favorite player of all yeah. time, Albert Almora. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and Almora's not even, uh, I think, on the team. Like, he didn't, isn't he in the minor leagues? Like, yeah, uh, he didn't make the roster. Probably right? not. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> yeah I, I, that's sad to hear. Yeah. I, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Nimmo is their best uh, player, so he's a little blocked, actually, Crawley. You'd be sad to hear that, too. That, uh, <laughs> Al Moore is even getting in there. He's only in there if somebody gets hurt. Yeah, Nemo, he's he's our leadoff, um, he's our leadoff batter, and uh, I think he's like five five eighty three OPS or something like that. I mean, he's 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 the one savior. He's the one hot batter. Uh, but like I said, other than that, it's like you know to use a a, um, a Walt Frazier uh, colloquialism, it's like timely hitting or timely shots. That's that's really what it's been. We've been lucky like that. But then again, we you know there's there's games we, we you know we, we two runs like what the hell is that you know? But if I you win, win it, like that two zip, if you win two one, I mean you yeah, know then you're well, good. Yeah. And because I'm looking at it here, and uh, you know you you have the least amount of strikeouts, which shocked me in the major leagues. And I, I so mm, you're doing I mean, it without K's as mm. well, and. You, uh, but you also have the least amount of walks, and I know you played a few fewer innings right. overall so far this year because of COVID. But it's like still, that's like, and those are counting stats. But still, it, it kind of struck me that I'm like, you're just having a weird start to your season. It seems, and then um, uh, defensively, it's been great. You know, I, you got Lindor up the it, it, up at short. Your Cubs and the Mets have both been defensively great but so you're just having a weird start to your year it feels like starting with COVID and then just winning games two to one and losing them well not much and, and everybody across the league is hitting badly right yeah. now 
you know, it's not just the Mets. It's everybody. Uh, but the Mets are in first place because, like you say, they have the pitching. If everybody's hitting terribly, then it's the team that's got the best pitching is going to be the winner, it feels like. Well, I'll tell you, man, here in New York, man, we're happy as hell because, you know, the, 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 the Yankees are just uh, terrible. <laughs> Last place. And, yeah. uh, and you know, if you know anything about Yankee fans, they, you know, I, I was listening to uh, uh, radio today. Apparently. Uh, oh, we lost him. Oh, yeah, we lost. We lost him. Hold on. Oh, I blame he, Albert Almora. Yeah. He's just starting to talk trash about the Yankees and we lose him. Let's see. Let me mute him and unmute him. Oh, no. Oh no! I can't unmute him. Am I there back? Is, there oh, is. there he is. Let me get rid of that. Uh, I got too much stuff going on here. Let me get rid of something. Yeah, uh, I was trying to be fancy and play that uh, Mets theme. Um, you got your voice sweetenizer? No, I I, I ended up singing it for you because I've I went to enough Mets games that I know that one. But apparently they were throwing balls. Like I guess I guess it's the new trend now. I don't know if you guys do it in, in Chicago at Wrigley, but it, the new trend is like in the beginning of the game, like the players are playing. Um, Catch. Uh, catch with the fans, so a, a lot of fans get balls, you know, during the during the game. And that yeah, apparently the other night, the um, the, the fans were so pissed off at the Yankees, they started throwing Yankees, they started throwing the balls back on the field. <laughs> well, I did see I'm, that. I'm, I saw it, and I was surprised that they kept them on the field. You know what I mean? Because somebody could get hurt with that. Oh, absolutely. And there was a there was a very famous moment where the Cub fans were pissed off and. Uh, you know, a lot of them love getting those batting practice home runs or even on the street. You know, you got the ball hawks. And you remember that was the one with Brenneman, not Marty Brenneman, where he right. got mad that all the Cub fans were throwing balls on the field. And that's where he gave his famous speech about that's why everybody hates Cub fans. <laughs> I, I got to ask you guys a question. Vilar Pilar, like what, what, who are they and where do they come from? Do you guys know anything about those two players? Who, we Pilar? Have Vilar? And we have oh, a Pilar. Jonathan VR. Where was v he from? Oh, we VR. saw Yeah, we saw was he him. Milwaukee? He played with, he was, yeah, he, the Brewers. Yeah, weak uh, hitting uh, infielder. And then <laughs> Pilar. You got both of them? You got you VR. You got both of them, man. I'm confused. Yeah, but I think it's VR and Pilar. It's, I, no, I, it's, I, it's, I could it's be wrong. double. Well, maybe it's v, v, uh, Vilar, but it's spelled V-I-L-L-A-R. Yeah, it's P-I-L-L-A-R. Yeah, but I think. It's the thing. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure how to do the P Kevin Pillar. Yeah, I think he's Kevin an Pillar. Outfielder. Yeah, it's yeah. Kevin Pillar. Yeah, yeah. So it, I, I don't know, but I, I do know that, like, it, I mean, Kevin Millar's love child. <laughs> the, Bru the Brewers, <laughs> That's a good uh, you one, know. Mike. <laughs> I mean, the the Brewers, uh, I, I think we're kind of high on him. I, wait, he was on the Cubs, didn't we? Have Jonathan VR last year? Yeah, I, I knew we had some. We got somebody. Is that who came at. through? I'm I looking it up God. right now. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't remember having Jonathan VR, but we had uh, somebody like him. I, wasn't Jonathan VR the no, guy with the him. Brewers who? He's a Brewers. He's a pain in the ass. When it was when it was cold. He would wear the mask and you could barely even see his eyes. Like he would be so bundled up. It was just his eyes. I think that was VR. Yeah. It, and I'm thinking of the wrong guy. I'm, I, I got to look up the roster here and see who we had. Uh, oh, uh, it was Ernan Perez that I was thinking of. Oh, another former brewer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why another former brewer infielder dude. I was like, ah, oh, it's weird having him on the team. But. Um, so should we talk about these matchups? Like, what do you think of Taiwan Walker? 
He's he's new on the team. He was on the. He's new. He's the old for, but he, he. But be honest with you, uh, he pitched very well um, over the last two AST has two outings. He pitched well. We just you know we couldn't score runs for him. Yeah, here they are. Uh, you he won them both though, Th- three to two right. and four to three. He went six innings and then four point one against Philly. Um, eight oh, strikeouts yeah. in those My four bad. four point yes. one innings though, and against very few walks. So. Um, he was pretty efficient. So it, it, he's doing better with you guys than he ever did with uh, Arizona, I think. We'll take him. And then uh, you, here's what the Cubs have done against him before. Okay. Uh, Jock Peterson lights him up pretty good. A 7 for 15 okay. with a 467 batting average. And, oh, we got one of your guys too, Jake Marisnik. Remember him? Who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> he was he was one of your bench center fielders. He's on our team now. <laughs> no, he, he, was, he he didn't play. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was he was on your team. He never played. I'm serious. Well, it's the same with the Cubs, pretty much. He doesn't play for he us either played. that much. <laughs> I think he's bench. I think he should bench him. Why is he playing? They'll, they'll probably put him really... out there though because he's got it. he he hits well against Walker. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I guess if he's two for four with a couple singles, like I, in a I walk, mean, you know. yeah, I guess. It, it, it's, I was looking at the averages. It looked good. 1167 OPS looked good. But yeah, it's only six plate yeah, appearances. How many, many at bats, though? What? Um, Not any. Like yeah, three. Six, six plate appearances <laughs> yeah. total. I mean, Peters, Peterson's the only guy that saw him and he's done well. So maybe he okay. can clue everybody in, except for Peterson's having a terrible start to his year. And then uh, he's going up against, oh, Arietta's in the first game. Oh, that's going to be a good – what a matchup. Yeah, well, I mean, it should be. I mean, if we're talking – he's been good. Got, well, you guys have seen Arietta a lot in the last three, two years, right? right? Yeah, you know, yep, yep, we have. So, and then he's been good, though, this year, but better than for us than he ever was with Philadelphia uh, those three years that he was over there. He's gone six innings twice and five innings once, in the, and he's not given up more than three. I, I think we'll take this Arietta any, any day of the week. John Pinkus writes in, hey, it's Uncle Mike, the best ranter guest. <laughs> Thank you, man. John, you're the man. I'll send you a check. Give me your, your, your <laughs> the cash Mets, app. The Mets have seen Arietta a ton, and you got to look out. Jeff is Jeff McNeil playing much? Jeff is in the slump. You know, I like the squirrel. He's you know he's he's, he's squirrel. You know, yeah, that's what they call him, the squirrel. Um, that's his nickname, the squirrel. <laughs> I like the squirrel, but right now he's you know he's 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 cold. But Lindor's cold. Uh, we need those guys to really step it up a little bit. In, in the words of Patrick, he's all Nick, 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 Nickisms. In the words of Patrick Hume, he needs to step it up. Uh, <laughs> that was Pat's thing. Yeah, we just need to step up. Pat, Patrick Ewing, love him. Uh, but yeah, no, he's just cold right now. Um, uh, but um, we got this guy, Luis Guillermo. And he's uh, he's he's sort of like in, in the depth chart. He 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 subs all over the infield. He plays a little short. He'll play he'll play second base. And he's actually a decent hitter. So, I mean, Jeff is best to watch it because this guy Luis, I think, wants his job. Oh, so you so you think if uh, Jeff McNeil keeps uh, flaking, uh, there's somebody to take his place? And well, uh, I'll, I'll coach Luis. I mean, we, you know, we have a new oh, second year coach. You know, uh, Luis Rojas. You know, he's um. Well, he's a, he's, a, he's a new guy. He's a second-year coach, but he's been through the Mets systems from you know uh, from uh, AAA. 
But Luis, I from uh, from watching him and how he moves players around, uh, there's no doubt if 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 the squirrel doesn't step up, he's yeah he'll he'll get benched. There's well, no I think that maybe against Jake Arrieta, he might have a chance to step up because he does pretty well against them. <laughs> he's 15 for 26 with a home run and a double. That's a 577 batting average. Okay. So this might be – Jake Arrieta might be just what Jeff McNeil's looking for to, to get back on track. The squirrel is going to find his nut. I mean, he's a dead right – I mean, he's a um, uh, he's a left-hand, a, a lefty dead pull hitter. So he might have – he might he might break out in, uh, in your ballpark. You never know. Well, they've seen a shit ton of Arietta, and overall, there's 181 plate appearances on the Mets against Jake Arietta, and they're batting 364 okay. with five home runs, which is uh, that's uh, embarrassing for Jake, I would imagine. <laughs> and then um, game two, we got uh, a lefty. I was told the Cubs weren't facing lefties this year. <laughs> that was the this NL is, Central. NL Central. Oh, God damn it. I was told this wasn't going to happen to us because we don't have much. But No, um, I think what you were told is that Jock Peterson would not face lefties this year. <laughs> oh, I see. So uh, who do we got going out there? Oh, David Peterson, who okay. the Cubs have not seen at all. They've got no stats against him. He's like pretty much a young guy. Uh, they haven't. It doesn't have much experience, and he's been out there twice. He's pitched ten innings. He's given up seven runs. He had a good outing and a bad outing, yeah, but terrible the, outing. Yeah. But in the six, and he played the same team twice in Philadelphia. He gave up six runs in four innings, and then at City Field in New York, one run. 10 strikeouts in six innings and no walks. So, like, the dude can obviously pitch as well. 10 strikeouts is no joke. I'll be honest with you. Uh, that game he pitched in Philly, it was fucking – excuse my language. We can't curse, right? Oh, yeah, you oh, can. Oh, yeah, you can not you want. This is day, not the Disney it, Channel. It was freezing. <laughs> You know what I mean? It, it was it was just so cold. I mean, I don't want to, you know. The ten strikeout game or the bad one? No, the bad the bad one, the bad one. Oh. It was freezing. I don't, you know, I'm not the guy to like, you know, throw out the excuse towel because I believe, you know, every, but you know, he had a bad outing. But it was, I remember that game. It was just terribly cold, and it was one of those games we just couldn't, we couldn't. Well, just run. just so you know, Uncle Mike, and I don't know how this is going to affect your hitting or pitching, but mm-hmm. it is going to be a very cold series. Really? Uh, tomorrow it's going to be 40 degrees for a high in Chicago. 32 for a low. So mm. by the time you get to the night, it's literally going to be freezing. So they're they're all I was going to say, these are all night games. Night games. All, all night, night games, games. 640. Why? Yeah. Why Wednesday, 43 <laughs> degrees for a high, 33 for a low. And the game Danny and I go to, 55 for a high, 41 for a low. So yeah, we'll live. It's, it's still cold, though. It's too cold for baseball, I'll tell you that. But it's too cold to enjoy yourself and just chill out and drink a beer. You know what I mean? It's just like. <laughs> Except for that beer costs $14. And no, I'm, I'm going to get hammered before I even go in there. Carly <laughs> <laughs> be carrying me out of there after two more, I tell you that much. Just, just to survive the cold. Uh, way to go. Way to yeah. go. But then, so, yeah, we have, I don't, we, nobody's seen. Uh, David Peterson. So this will be interesting. This will be new for Cubs fans. And uh, the Mets are going to be facing Davies, Zach Davies. And we already talked about Zach Davies in this show. Well, he's had two pretty stinky outings and one good one. And I don't think we trust what he's got. He's he's kind of a slow ball pitcher. He'll give you like, you know, 90 fastball tops, you know. Okay. 
So, but he's a finesse guy and it hasn't been too finessey. So, um, <laughs> he, the Mets have seen him and um, it, it's not that great. So, you got Peraza has seen him the most. Jose Peraza, is he playing? He's from the Reds. That's a no. Okay, so he's not even in there. But you know what? I see that uh, Conforto has done well with this guy. And yeah, he's I been in a huge so. slump up until this past weekend. He was just absolutely dreadful. So I'm hoping, um, and he's, I'm hoping he after this this weekend. And what did he go? Um, well, the big thing with Conforto there is that walks. he's got five walks. That's yeah. why it looks like he's done so uh, well. That's what it is. Five walks in 15 plate appearances, but still, I mean, he's on base. I mean, his OBP's 467 against him. Just like, you know, Davies just walks him. Doesn't he? Won't even yeah. face him. Well, you know, we we need him to really, we really do need him to um to kind of like get out of the slump. Cause I think he was like over six. He started the season over sixteen. Well, as I'm saying, Cubs pitching that might be just what you're looking for. Yeah, I need it. <laughs> get get back on track for you. I mean, I love the guy up- to death, but he can't throw either. So you know, just to, you know, it's terrible. We gave up like nine runs to the Pirates, like twice, I think. <laughs> so like we're no, we're not. We're not firing firing in all cylinders right now either, but uh, and it's going to be cold though, so it's it's possible, which is weird because no, normally you would think of really low scoring games, but that's not really how it's gone down. Who makes the schedule, man? It's terrible, man. Come on, it's Wrigley Field. You want to play a day game? Come on now. Yeah, play a day game, and why don't they? We open the season in Chicago for no reason. Like it's like why don't we play Florida right now? Like right. doesn't that make some sense? Like New York, it's still cold in April. Like maybe a game in Texas would be nice. You know, like get it together and schedule people, you idiots. Well, the the trouble that you have is is that everybody wants these games. Like hypothetically, if you're going to New York or vice versa. Everybody wants those games in the summer times when the kids are out and they can go out there. Nobody wants to be stuck with all April games or May games. Yeah. Uh, it's sad, though, that we're playing the Mets at Wrigley in April because that barely yeah. ever happens. Yeah, and weird. usually, you know, those were those were fun games in the 80s, like the Cubs, Mets, like the, you know, I know you're you're as old as we are, Uncle Mike, yeah. and it's just like, so you were watching Dwight Gooden and Strawberry and, and uh, you know, Keith Hernandez and Darling and – what a! I mean, that team really pissed us off here in Chicago. But it was, it was, but it was entertaining to watch because we stunk except for a couple of years there, and the Mets put it together for a few years, especially that one year. Yeah, um, I have one. Word, I have two words for you guys: Daniel Murphy. Uh, oh, but him, right? Yeah, <laughs> we are. We, this is so he absolutely crushes us in 2015, and then we get him over on here, and he can't hit like, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, and then he and then he went to Colorado and started doing good again. I think. Mm-mm. No, no he was bad. No, no, he did not. He was, was terrible not. for Colorado for the whole time too. Uh, I just wanted to get myself angry about something that didn't even happen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Zach Davies, uh, you've seen him. It doesn't go. It's a little more average, but uh, so. And then in game three, Jacob Degrom. That's the game, man. Good for, yeah, that's on Thursday. I'm and happy for you guys, man. And as you can say, he's done great. But look at this. Uh-oh. He gave up one run. Uh oh. Then he gave gave up. No, I'm sorry, that's Jake Arietta. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I saw seven yeah, roll, Jacob DeGrab. He gave up oh, zero runs, one that, run, man. and three runs against Colorado in Colorado. And um yeah, eight he, innings will give you eight. 
So yeah. I don't know, he, man. He I think needs, he needs the exorcist or something. Not, not him, the team, our team or something. It's I almost mean, like he pissed somebody off because they don't do anything for him. We do not. Um, we do not hit for him. I mean, he, he scored. He'll score runs. You know, he, he got to hit the. He got the rally started uh, on, on Sunday. You know, it's unbelievable, man. He, he got the rally started and he scored. <laughs> you know, Degrom did. Yeah, Degrom did. Yeah, he got oh, the rally man. started and scored. But look at the those strikeout time. totals. 14 oh, against yeah. Miami, 14 against yeah. Colorado. Yeah. 14 in six innings. I think he was one away from breaking the record. I think uh, Tom Siva, well, the Met record, I guess. I don't think it was a major league record, but he was one strikeout away from uh, breaking that record, which wow. was held I by mean, Tom Terrific. God rest his soul. He passed away this year. Well, I got bad news for you oh, because okay. the Cubs actually teed off said, on right? yeah, him. Cubs, right? yeah, Cubs yeah. tee off on this guy. Jason Hayward <laughs> hitting 333 against him. Rizzo Ooh. Ooh. has got a dong. Is batting 435. Ooh. Chris Bryant, a big basher, has got two home runs and he's Ooh. six for 17. Uh, uh, you know, so I mean, I'm looking at the Cubs numbers against the Grom, and I, I think maybe they will play up to their competition. And I bet you those those are all night games too, because he pitches great during the day. That's what the uh, analytics, <laughs> that's what the analytics say. All night games. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's all night game. So, like, so I kind of like. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about. It. Oh, I, I'll say who's pitching for the Cubs. Trevor Williams, the ex. You he used to be on the Pirates, and now he's on us. And uh, his dad actually is at every single game because uh, he's a Chicago Cubs fan. Has been used to work at Wrigley Field. The dad, so it's like this side oh, story okay. this year. Okay. Apparently, that's Cubs going to have every. It, one Chicago in a year play for us just so they could do the news story about it. Uh, I actually, um, I talked to him. Uh, I was there Saturday wow. and, you know, I like to go around and just walk around the park and kind of get the vibe for everything. And they were, uh, it was our mutual friend, Danny, Larry Holly was out there with WGN and they were doing some special interest piece. We're like, they do the, okay, now do the fake walk towards the camera type thing. So he was out there and I'm like, Hey man, if you want grab a beer later to come by lucky doors, but he never showed up. Yeah, well, yeah, he 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 watches the show, and he's like, "Well, we I can't hang out with that guy." He <laughs> he, he he ripped on my son, giving up five runs in three point one innings. Um, so it, Trevor's had two good outings and one bad one. He was the recipient of that thirteen to four odd slot the other day. So, but he only ended up going five innings and ninety two mm. pitches. So he wasn't the most efficient I've ever seen. He walked three. It wasn't great, but he got his ERA down to five. Mm-hmm. So 5.02 to be specific. And then uh, the Mets have seen him quite a bit. Jose Peraza, who you say is not on the teams, it doesn't matter. Conforto's seen him the most. He's four for 11 with a dong. And um, Al- Albert Almora has a home run, but uh, he does, is Almora, he's not there. So <clears throat> J.D. Davis, he's got JD, a home run? D- J.D. is just back from the IR, and um, we're happy about that because he'll, he'll be our regular third baseman now. All right. So uh, there's your Mets series, and so that's that's pretty exciting. I mean, I, I, I'm sad because it's like a crappy weather. I'm psyched to see the Mets. I'm going Thursday with Crawley, and uh, yeah, man, I'm psyched to see you. it. And Mike, you you and I caught a game that one time. We sat yeah, up in, right in uh, Crawley Land, is it where we sat up uh, in yeah, the upper was... deck box? Yeah, we caught oh, no, a couple games. So it was could... beautiful, man. Because it was—I think that might have been—I think that time that that was the first time I've ever been in, 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 in yeah. Rickley Field. So I was just like a kid in a candy store, 
and uh, and everyone was so nice to me too. Which you know, I I, I was kind of like I didn't know you know. I didn't what do you expect like, this to do to you? I don't know if you, <laughs> you don't wear. Well, I give you. I, it's, it's Chicago, you know. You don't go to Philly like that. You don't. You know what I'm saying? Good point. <laughs> uh, well, Philly throws batteries at Santa Claus. We're not like them. <laughs> you don't go. You don't go to Philly with, with a med, with a Met uniform on and a Met hat. You know. Yeah. And I, I have it. my Met hat and my and I have my strawberry uh, jersey on, and people will give me love. Matter of fact, I never forget. There's a. Uh, do I have the card? I don't have the card here. But I, uh, uh, one of the uh, one of the patrons, one of your coat fans, an older gentleman, he saw me and he gave me like a, a baseball card. I was like, wow, it's, I feel the love, <laughs> feel the love. That is, well, yeah, and it, it Wrigley Field. I mean, friendly confines. It's that is kind of what we try to do, and also it's kind of like. You get it's like a crossroads kind of stadium. It's a national landmark. Yeah, you know it's it's super old, but it, you know Boston's super old, and they're not nice to people either. I've been in, seen lots of fights in Boston. In fact, I saw a huge fight between the like a Red Sox fan and a Mets fan. I went to a Mets Red Sox <laughs> series up at Fenway, and I, I think we were at the first game, and like the Mets, I don't know what kicked off, but it was like it was already like two thousand and six when we went. 2007 i'm like dude it's 20 years after 86 you guys still <laughs> out. like what the hell like B- buckner missed the ball like no big deal forget well, about it and now in, in city field um the the the, the fights that happen are usually for, when the phillies are in town because we hate the phillies and it's usually like two girls and the guys are just sitting back going they're filming it they're putting yeah, it yeah, exactly, you know. They're filming they it, putting it on TikTok. They're letting the, the hair get pulled, and you know that's what usually happens. Yeah, <laughs> and, and those Mets Yankees games can get a little fun sometimes. I know. Yes, uh, I mean, yeah, get more at Yankee Stadium. I always found that going to City Field was a pleasure. That Mets fans are beautiful. by far the better fans of New York City. The real New Yorkers are the Mets fans. The Borough. You know, you're talking Queens, you're talking Queens, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I mean, I get it. If you're born and bred in the Bronx, you're going to be a Yankees fan. There's probably no, yeah. nothing you can do about it. And But, like, the real salt-of-the-earth New York people are the Mets fans. And then the transplants are the Yankee fans. Like, oh, I'm going to come to – I'm going to go to some games, and they never even think about Queens. They're always at Yankee Stadium, and that's the money team. You know, like, for the rich assholes, the Wall Street guys, you know what I mean? And the and the, the the bruisers from the Bronx. So like, it's hard to hate the Mets. I'll tell you that much. You know, yeah, I know I mean, Crowley's did, dad. If he was here, would disagree with that. No, yeah, my dad <laughs> grew up with the '69 team and had, and that was that was a very hard topic yeah. for him to deal with. Is, is watching watching that team get blown by the that the miracle Mets there that year. Yeah, yeah. Danny tough. just wrote a new song about it. Oh. And uh, was surprised to find out the Cubs were – you called them the best third-place team in history? Yeah, the best third they, – they, I thought it was like neck and neck to the end. And no, they came in freaking third and were eight and a half back at the end of the season. I'm like, that's not a close call. You freaking sucked. Like, that's your uh, – It was – but it was on August 1st, I want to say, they were eight games ahead, something yeah, like that. Yeah, no, they just yeah, epically melted down Playing the Mets. The Mets playing that's the Mets, that, and then it all went downhill. That's before your time, Mike. You don't remember the 69 Mets, do you? Absolutely. <laughs> what, were you negative two? No, he remembers the 69 Mets the way that we remember the 69 Cubs. Like, you see them around <laughs> at the games and shit, and they talk about it so much. Cleon that- Jones and Tommy Agee. <laughs> Come on there now. You go. Yeah. 
No, they, they had Gil Hodges. Come well, on. And, and that pitching, I mean, like you brought him up before, Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver. And, uh, I mean, Nolan Ryan was on. And Nolan those, Ryan was yeah. on that team. Yeah, that's Absolutely. insane. Yeah, I mean, no wonder they freaking beat the Cubs. <laughs> no wonder. No, but um, well, it should be fun, man. I, we we got to get you out to Wrigley Field again, of course. Not this time, but uh, next time. Well, um, next year. This pandemic thing. I'm. I'm. I haven't gotten a shot yet, but I. I am. Because uh, I, so I. I need to travel. You know, there's just no no if ands or buts about it. So I'm. I'm not one of those people that are on the fence about it. I just need to. Matter of fact, I think. Well, I won't say it on air, but I think. Well, maybe I can say it on air. You can say whatever yeah, the fuck say. you want, Mike. Um, I think I dodged the bullet. I actually. Um, I went to a wedding. As you may have noticed, there's been numerous ads in this show. Canaan sunglasses, bed online, locker room. That's fine if you got all the time in the world, but I certainly don't. And here I am wasting my time again and your time by asking you to please become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash sunranto. It's a no-brainer. $1 a month is all it takes to get your own RSS feed where it is early. It's already there. You're going to get this show so much later than everybody else that's our patron. It's not even funny. Patreon.com slash Sunranto is how you get it to your ears immediately, right after we record it. It's the only way. Dollar a month. $3 a month if you want to buy each one of us a beer. $5 a month if you like the Cubs music I write. $10 a month if you want the Ranter calendar and your name at the end of the show. Come on now. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's easy. It's how we keep the lights on. Do it. Two weeks ago, and the catering hall, they wanted everyone to get tested. Like, you either had to have the vaccine or you had to have a test. And within 48 hours, right? So that was, I was like, you know what? Let me just go get the vaccine and get it over with. And I was kind of hunting for the Johnson and Johnson. One shot, baby. Ring! Do the belt ring? Ring! <laughs> right? So I'm, I'm hunting for the Johnson and Johnson. They had them in three places. They had them at Yankee Stadium. They had it at Javits Center. And they had it at um, um, Nassau Coliseum. I mean, three huge, you know, buildings, right? So it but, by appointment only. I call. No. So I go online. I put in my information. Couldn't get an appointment. So it's like, hey, if you have any problems, call this number. It's a Sunday, right? I call and someone picks up the phone, which totally blows my <laughs> mind, right? It's like the New York, New York, New York state.gov. So, I mean, someone picks up the phone and says, hey, may I help you? I can't. I'm trying to get to you know, Johnson Johnson, blah, 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 blah. I guess he does the same thing I did. Go into the computer and put my information in. Goes, oh no, I'm sorry, there's no appointments. I'm like, what do you mean there's no appointments? He says, there's no appointments. I said, well, if I show up at one of these places, or, or will you let me in? He's like, well, I hear people are doing that, but I, I can't recommend it. I can't say over the phone. You know, fine. No, now two weeks later, all of a sudden, this whole thing comes out where like Johnson and Johnson, not only is it only seventy five percent effective, but it's like you know some people are getting blood clots and clots. Uh, it's six out of seven million. You'd be fine. 
Yeah. So, Plus, they were all they were women, all right? women. They, they were all women. women. Yeah, you're slightly not a, younger. You haven't been a woman for like 20 years already. <laughs> it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a real long time. <laughs> it's been a while. Well, Mike, I I, I, I would say I wish you well. This uh, I wish you luck. I wish you well, obviously, Amen. but I, I I wish you luck this week. But the Cubs need some wins, my friend. And we really need guys, some man. wins. You know what? Keep your heads up, man. It's early. Let me tell you something. You know, I remember a year, maybe a year. Two ago, maybe two years ago, we, we we had a hot start, and you know we were the talk of the town, and we did absolutely nothing. So that's you know that's the game, you know. Just keep your head up. It's it's not over. It's it's very much very very early, you know. So you you'll be all right. Yeah, we got a, we got a bunch of expiring contracts, and we're just going to see what everybody can do in their contract years, and uh, <laughs> that's it, and it'll be and all year long we'll be wondering who's getting traded, as will a Rod on Sunday you, we'll, 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 we'll take Brian off your hand, though. I'll be honest with you. Oh, well, you you might get him. I yeah, mean, you really <laughs> could. Your owner is uh, looking to upgrade pretty much everything, and Brian's yeah. going to be out there at the end of the season. I wouldn't mind having Chris Bryan. I'll, I'll I'm, just, I'm very curious that in, say, five or six years, if Uncle Mike will feel differently about the owner as we do about Ricketts from when he came and turned everything around, and we thought like he was like the greatest thing ever, and now in like four or five years, everyone Nothing, hates him. Right? Yeah, all the goodwill. All the goodwill from winning that world. Yeah, he's making a splash. Done. Yeah, yeah. So, and now that Bernie, let me tell you something that there's mixed feelings on Stevie Cohen, though. I mean, I, I'm just being, you know, I'm just being 100 about it. Um, I think a lot of people are glad because they, they, I think they believe because he has so much money, he's just, he's going to throw money at at everyone. But I got a feeling, man, that's not what he's going to do. You know, and um, I think he's going to, I think he's going to spend wisely. You know, and I think what they've done so far for this team, I, I you know, I like it. They haven't really thrown a lot of money at free agents. Uh, they've, they've, uh, Didn't they lock up Lindor, though? Yeah. They, yeah. Well, totally, yeah, Lindor, they did. Well, they, yeah, they, 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 mean, they, yeah. Yeah, we needed a shortstop, though. But we gave away a good one, too, I, th- I thought, you know. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I you know, I. Um, you guys also signed Albert Elmore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're, well, I don't know. The, he's the, he's really fast, according to A Rod. So you'll be you'll, okay, you'll be okay, happy okay. to see his yeah. immense speed when he comes up as your speedster, uh, steal a base for you at September call up. Right, 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 right. I'll take him. So, um, well, Mike, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks uh, for having me, fellas. Maybe, I appreciate maybe, it. Yeah, if you if you want to if you want to come back sometime when we play again, I don't even know when do we play the Mets again. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Let me look at the schedule. Work, schedule. Still got to play them in New York, right? Yeah, yeah we got to come. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll come out there. It's like once a year we play you guys here, there, and here, right? Yeah, like it used that. to yeah. be. Okay, a lot June, different than the NL East days. Middle yep. of June, June fourteenth. Yep. And All night I, games as well. I'll look up flights. I could, I could see. Had we we caught one at Wrigley, we should catch one out there. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. Sign right up and greet the Mets. Yeah, this is one of those fourteen dollar. Uh, Thingies, <laughs> yeah, okay. that's cheap now. I mean, Wrigley Field. I think I was paying sixteen the other day just because really? I went to the stupid bar. Yeah, they they screw you. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Mike. Uh, I'll play your theme song. I'll pl- play you out. So, yeah. great talking to you again, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Take care, bud. 
And I must have traveled a hundred miles and across the Everybody loves Uncle Mike. Mike. He's early, oh, yeah. Every, he's, he's everybody's favorite guest. Uh, but it's little Yumper says, Mets, Mets fan Mike, the smoothest ranter guest. Since we've been having people come in from other teams and stuff, nobody has gotten more love than Uncle Mike. Yeah. No, no doubt and about it. For good reason. He's fun. He's great to have on. We should really do a Mets podcast with Uncle Mike instead of <laughs> instead of follow the team we're following. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the Mets the Mets really do promise to be bigger. Like you look up and down their lineup, and you're like, they're not hitting now, but you know, I, but it's isn't it kind of similar to what's going on with the Cubs? It's like we've got Bryant, like you know, Uncle Mike on paper is like absolutely we need. I would love to have Chris Bryant, and like this year, Chris Bryant's starting out hot, so maybe that's not the best uh, you know example, but. But bias, let's say bias is on the table for the Mets and they could use a guy like, like Javi. And you're like, Oh really? You really want Javi? And he's thinking of 2018 Javi. So is Javi is thinking of 2018 Javi too, but we're seeing 2014 Javi, 2013 Javi. And it's just like, you know, you look at their team and you look at their stats, how they're starting out. They're worse. Their offense is, is dog shit. And there's, but they're finding ways to win, and it's all about the pitching. So you wonder, like, are we going to run into a buzzsaw where, like, we see DeGrom? I mean, you saw our numbers against him. You know, maybe we can get something done, but I don't know. We don't have to talk about the Mets anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's – Does that yeah, mean we I, have to talk about Milwaukee? I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just concerned about any team that's coming in with good pitching because our offense hasn't shown that they can hit bad pitching – so well, that's what I mean. Don't the Cubs sometimes like they they'll they'll light up the? I mean, they've lit up Degrom in the past. They've lit up before. Degrom before, but I kind of I yeah. Fourteen mm. strikeouts, two games in a row. That's so wow. That's insane. You know, if you think about it, you did six innings, eighteen total outs. Fourteen of them are case. He's got thirty-five strikeouts in twenty innings. Wow, that's. It's, un- it's yeah, it's unreal. And it's for a team unreal. that doesn't make contact like the Cubs, that just does not bode well. <laughs> Crawley, why are we going to this game again? <laughs> because oh, yeah. you want to watch the drama at his prime. Yeah, because we want to see a no hitter. Oh God, <laughs> I already I already saw Hamels do it. Um. So yeah, we we got no midweek show because it's all uh, night games. So there's no just no time to do it. And it's and- Brewers. We've. Again, fucking, how many times do we have to see the Brewers and the fucking Pirates? I'm sick of Eric. Eric's been coming on this show. <laughs> he's been he's been going well there at first, like or there's second actually. Oh, uh, but you know it's been going well for them. I'm sick of him. I don't want to talk to him anymore. But like you know, so we're just skipping the midweek show. Maybe we'll we can throw in a pre post game or something if we're feeling it. You know, we'll go we'll go live from the stands and shit on Thursday or I don't know what the hell we'll do. Oh, but, you know what? I know I can't spend a whole week not talking to everybody. I was going to wait until the announcements here a little bit, but since we're talking about this, maybe we do a uh, a little thing on Discord. We finally have it. We do have a Sunranto Discord server for. I, I'm thinking we're going to do this for Patreon people. So if you're a Patreon person, you could come on a Discord, and uh, I don't know why that would be better or worse, but I mean. But the kids love it, so we're doing Discord. <laughs> the kids love it. We're on Discord now. Yeah. So how do you find us? Just uh, sunranto.discord? <laughs> no, we we have to invite people specifically. That's why I'm saying uh, 
that it's probably just going to be for Patreon people because we have to give them the link to get in and then, you know, we let them in and then they can talk to us. That's the the whole thing. I don't know. Unlike this, where we talk at them and they write to us, they could actually, we could have a conversation with some of them. Well, speaking of apps that we're on, we're on tomorrow. We're doing. Oh yeah, we are doing that. (laughs) We got a locker room show. So if you have an iPhone, you can download the locker room app at uh, in the in the app store. Just look up locker room, and we got a show at six p.m. and uh, it's just kind of like a conversation. You could join it. So download the locker room app, and then uh, uh, look up Sun Ranto show, and you'll find us. Um, And also, oh, I I did want to say something about the Brewer series, Uh, just real quick. It doesn't look good the way it lines up. I don't know what they're going to do with their fifth starter because they got an off day Thursday. They're in San Diego right now. But there's a good chance we can face Peralta, Woodruff, and Burns again, which that sucks. Yeah. Uh, but it might be just because – and that, but they might have to – they'd have to skip Brett Anderson, who we let up. <laughs> which I, I don't think that's a big deal. I, I think that's something that they'd it, yeah. like to do. Yeah. yeah, I could see them actually doing that. But they might want to keep him in the rotation and keep it unless they want to, you know, I don't know how they're using him if he's like a starter all the time or they're going to swing him around like the Brewers tend to do. I don't know what's going on. So it might be Anderson Peralta Woodruff, which is better than Peralta Woodruff Burt. So keep your fingers crossed. It's not announced. We'll see what happens. Um and then uh, I want to say uh, about uh, – here's another announcement. I'm going to drop a link in the chat. <laughs> oh, um, we don't <laughs> – it's bad enough you make that joke, much less the sound. The sound, oh, yeah. Sunranto.com slash Bleacher Bum Band. I've got a few shirts left. I don't know how many more I'm going to get in because Joe is really busy at Obvious Shirts, so buy them now. I, otherwise, people are going to ask me for them later. Um, I'm bringing them to all the Bleacher Bum Band shows, which are happening um, as well. It's next one is May eighth, May eighth, right? That's a Saturday, I yeah. believe. Yeah, so May eighth, we're we're doing a Bleacher Bum Band show, and there's a, a Facebook for that as well, uh, a Facebook invite. And I'm going to drop that link in the chat. It's just <laughs> a, all you got to do is be friends with Bleacher Bum Band on Facebook, and then you will see that event. There's actually eight dates coming up, and we're performing throughout the year. So May 8th is the next one. It's still going to be like a socially distanced pod kind of thing, but uh, hopefully I'm going to get the pods to work better than they did last time. But we'll be out there rocking out after the game against the Marlins. Who do we play? The Brewers again, right? Probably. Just say the Brewers or Pirates, yeah. and you got like a 50-50 shot. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's the Pirate Brewers is that we're playing that day. So come to that show. Uh, tickets will be for sale soon, but uh, save the date. It's the Pirates. And, by, and, and by, yeah, I knew it was somebody that we always fit, face. And uh, the last thing I wanted to say to everybody is that, remember that My Thai Guy brick? Yeah. Where it was My Thai Guy. We had it as My Thai Guy steals baseballs from children. We put that in the brick, and they wouldn't let us do that. So we changed it to this. My Thai guy gives baseballs to children. Well, now I'm in fucking negotiations again because they don't even want to do that. And so what, this time I chewed the is, lady out. The and I was like, that's what I said. I'm like, you keep telling me, uh, you said I can't do steals baseball from children, even though my Thai guy is fine with it. You all watch the play. You, we, you know we're all buddies. 
you have a you still have a problem with it fine you don't want something negative and weird and then we put so we change it and we did, did like a parody of it so i'm like what are you just not allowed to be humorous on the brick I got to be like, Grandma Estelle, 73 years alive. Like, I, what am I supposed to fucking do for my, I, I don't think they want my tie guy and children on the same brick is actually really what I think is what is going on. And the word balls, especially. So, oh yeah. Uh, Bill's kid is in the chat right now. That by the way, Bill's kid is uncle Mike. So follow Bill's kid uh, at uh, his show on clubhouse. Which is uh, I can't uh, join Clubhouse. Uh, the whole go, thing. But go yeah, to Twitter. Club, go to Twitter. And follow have you already been blocked from Clubhouse, Danny? I have no idea. Is that like parlor for sports fans? No, 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 no. no. Clubhouse is uh, is another social media app, but it's all uh, people talking. It's kind of like the locker room app, but it's Clubhouse, and you pop in, and you hear people talking, and you can jump into the conversation I or heard not. About this, yeah. So can can do we have any clarity on the my bike just laughing? We're trying to figure. I'm, I, what I what I don't understand is, do they say we can't have the words my tie or we don't want my tie and kids on a brick? Well, have they that, given you any feedback? No, that's what I said. I'm like, what is the freaking problem? Tell me what I can and can't do, and then I will work around whatever bullshit you tell me, and I'm gonna get my tie takes balls from children in some way, even if I have to freaking put it in Swahili. You know what I mean? Like I will write it in fucking Swahili and they'll be like, and then I'll, and then I'll, I'll yell at them for, uh, if they don't let me do it that I'm like, you're against the fucking Swahili, you assholes for, for a team that is claiming biblical losses. They sure are. They sure are thumbing their nose at $200. No, they already have my $200. They're just going to give it back to me. You know? And then that's what I'm saying. If you have biblical losses, you don't want to be giving back money. (laughs) Precisely. Well, (laughs) Well, they're going to be giving back a lot of money uh, pretty soon. As soon as they trade Chris Bryant to the freaking Mets, they're going to, the payroll will even be less. And, and I, I will, will tell like, you this. Um, th- I think they created, again, a Frankenstein's monster here. The Cubs thought it would be a great idea to start a Facebook group for only season ticket holders. And if you ever wanted to see a group of people that will bitch and complain about everything in the world, that's it right so i'm just watching man and i'm telling you like so the cubs told us the other day so the last homestand this this homestand that just finished up uh that's just finishing up after after the dodgers series they 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 go out of town uh the dodgers and then the brewers and they go out of town that one we were allowed to like they had two days and if you'd picked the whole series if you took every game for the series you could pick you 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 got to go the day earlier if you wanted to pick games, you went the following day. So I went the following day, and I picked Saturday, thank God, and I picked uh, this Thursday versus DeGrom, which may not be as lucky. Um, but this time around, they're telling us now, you either have to take a refund or take all the games. Like they're not giving us an option to choose games. I feel like they're starting to kind of feel the heat because uh, I was surprised at how easy it was for me to get tickets the next day, and I was surprised at, at, at empty seats there and so like people on this group sometimes and it's pissing people off a whole different fight but like they're trying to sell them and scalp them and nobody's buying tickets you know these expensive ass tickets because you know the product's not good on the field yeah and it's cold as fuck it's like bad baseball in cold weather those are bad baseball cold weather pandemic 
everybody's still a little freaked out. It's, it's, it's socially distanced. It's not, you can't just go do what you want. It's everything's weird. You got to order off an app. Like you're going to get a lot of diehards to go to a few games, you know, which you've caught your few games. I've been to one. I'm going again Thursday. Like, you know, I get it, but like people are, you know, it's, we're coming out of something big and it was not easy. It was not easy for everybody. So the Cubs are going to, be not be patient with their freaking gravy train, which is you, Crawley. Like they want, <laughs> you know, like they know because they and that season ticket holders. The thing is, the last time you took it on the chin, 2012, 13, 14, and you couldn't get rid of your tickets, and you know nobody wanted tickets ever. You know those years, the c- tickets were about a third the price they are right now. That that price has gone exponentially up. Beer went from about seven bucks to what, twelve bucks now in some cases. So you're looking at it, you know, from that standpoint, and it that's a lot of inflation in just a short amount of time. And you know, people didn't people's paychecks didn't go up at that same amount, you know, at all. So to go in there and get drunk, they want two three hundred bucks out of every single person, even for a cheap seat. That's not a doable situation, especially cold bad baseball pandemic it's not it's not gonna work they gotta they gotta lower their prices or i mean i I don't know how else to look at it i mean you can't charge be charging you know 30 bucks to sit behind a pole on an april a rainy april well night you know it's not gonna happen and, and they're making the mistake like the only people that they have leverage over is their season ticket holders but those are also the people who have been paying the fucking bills for this you whole know, time, 50 years, you know, always buying those tickets. And it's ridiculous because, yeah, they they can't do anything to me. Well, I'm going to get a ticket. Who cares? But it's, the it's issue guys that, like Crawley they're going to get at. Yeah. The issue for me is, look, when I go to CubsCon, I get a little pocket calendar comes out. That's when you first get the pocket calendar. Shows you the games. Shows you the give giveaways. I start planning right away. These are the 35 to 40 games I want to go to, right? Boom. Just put that down there. Check, 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 check. Then I sell everything else for face value. I've never eaten a ticket in 20 years of being a season ticket holder. But the thing is, is I sell when right after Cubs Con, when everybody's all jacked up and, you know, just wants to go to a baseball game. And so by the time opening day comes, all my tickets are accounted for. And if something exciting happens, I'll go on StubHub and buy a single ticket. It's easy. So when Chris Bryant called, called up, I didn't have that ticket. So I just went on StubHub immediately. Boom, pop, grabbed it for $25. Got to see Chris Bryant's debut versus big game James Shields. But this time, if they start releasing tickets and I get stuck with a bunch of tickets, say even, I mean, summertime will probably always sell, I'm, I'm guessing. There will be people that don't yeah. want to go in the warmer weather. Yeah, but you're re- the, And it's not just you. Like, this is just your story, but extrapolate this out by 20,000 season ticket holders or tickets that are out there. I don't know how many there are, but I bet you it's about half the stadium, maybe a little yeah. less than half. Uh, you know, that's my guess because they won't release that information, but... No, they they would love to stick. This is they're going to try to get over on you this year, you know, and that's what really sucks. Like, I mean, you're going to be able to sell a 75 degree Saturday day because people will go to that. But you know, nobody's trying to chase this right now, especially with a six and nine start, which isn't terrible. It's not Lee Elia terrible. No, Crawley, you need to start marketing these tickets that you buy (laughs) as, uh, you know, see Rizzo in his last year with the Cubs. Uh (laughs) 
you know, see Javi's last games in Wrigley Field. They'll be gone by June. You know, really run those prices up. You don't oh, know. Yeah. You don't know everybody's last game at this point. You know, it's I mean, it well, really could that, be tomorrow. Again, that's why I am talking up the National Series because that's when you have Schwarber and Lester coming back. Mm-hmm. And you know, people are going to get sentimental and want to go to those games. Yeah, unless it's raining, which is the number one reason or a cold and rainy if it's cold and rainy it's the number one reason people will not go to wrigley fields and uh you know because it sucks sitting out there only the diehards will sit <laughs> out for it and it's it is a hundred percent if the tickets are worth something or not and in a chicago year you can get lucky or uh you can uh you know get screwed you could get screwed like a lot of my friends like the reason i went so much in 14 and 15 was because it, I don't know if you remember uh, how cold it stayed. In, I think it was 2013, actually. It stayed cold. Like, I was wearing gloves in Section 220 in June. Like, I was out there freezing my ass off. When that wind blows in, I mean, it's like a pretty cold winter, June winter that we were having that year. So, I, I guess that's a great start and segue to uh, TFCs and get the – Get the fuck out of here. TFC, these flexing cubes. Um, I'll go. I only have one. I, I kind of two. They're both visuals, too, so I apologize to the podcast people. I'll start with uh, all of our faces, especially Crawley's, after the no- <laughs> <laughs> after the no-hitter uh, the other day, which I, I know uh, the White Sox, you know, it was Crawley. The look on your face just—you're—you're uh, you're already seeing in your mind's eye. You're already seeing uh, the, the guy at work tomorrow telling you, "You're like, hey, did you see that game last night? Pretty sweet, huh?" Yep. Yeah, that, that's again. That's that's the both the blessing and the curse of people knowing you're a huge Cub fan. Is is I swear, you know. If if you're if there are other Cub fans, they'll they'll kind of pat you on your back. But if they're Sox fans or something like that, they'll be the first to let you know about that shit right away. And then, uh, well, somebody else go. Uh, this is from our friend Gordon Whitmire uh, of uh, Comcast Sportsnet. Cubs head to the bottom of the ninth, needing nine to tie, ten to win. Press box wag. Don't think the Cubs have to worry about asking the city to increase crowd limits this year. Oh, yes, yes, it's true. Uh, well, yeah, I've, so I've got a few kind of thrown together. Uh, these fans, I think, are uh, how people are feeling about being a Cubs fan right now. This was on that 13-4 uh, to 4 loss. Uh, Josh Van Bramer, at least people won't call me a bandwagon fan anymore. <laughs> Because that's what he's been waiting for is the chance to sit through a shitty season. Uh, Cubs win in 16 says Peterson doesn't not belong in this lineup. <laughs> okay. Well, that yeah. seems grammarly awkward. Right. But it also makes me wonder if he doesn't not belong in it. I don't know. And then uh, Kyle Hendricks is a bullshit cub together. <laughs> don't you think, don't you feel, don't you kind of feel bad for the people like the social media? Put that back up there real quick. Do you feel bad for the social media intern working at Toyota? <laughs> right. All the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm and- looking at poor Toyota. Cause I think the Cubs like are sponsored by Toyota and, and the, and so they like, they, they put, include them in the tweets or something and now yep, put Toyota intern. 
Well, and when you hit, you know, when you hit reply, you know, it just goes to everybody. At least uh, Josh Van Bramer was smart enough to get rid of Toyota out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I like leaving him in sometimes. It's fun for Toyota to have to deal. Yeah, I do love Kyle Hendricks is a bullshit, though. Yeah, Kyle Hendricks is a bullshit. Here's here's another bullshit for you. And I don't know uh, what they're smoking over at Sports World across from Wrigley Field, but I was said this in the email the other day. And uh, they said, uh, since you've been gone, a lot has changed and they're selling three items. <laughs> one one item. Well, I, for the, the first thing that changes is we don't sell Cubs shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, the first thing that changes is, uh, yeah. So they've got a Chicago Tribune, the World Series edition newspaper from November 3rd, 2016. Everybody knows what that is. But then they're also selling no longer Cubs things, but a Barry Wood on the cover of Time Magazine coffee mug and a Barry Wood 1,000-piece jigsaw puzzle. Now, if you don't know who Barry Wood is, I dare you to, <laughs> to Google it, um, and you will see who Barry Wood is. And for whatever reason, I, I believe that Sports World has now stopped selling Cubs memorabilia and now is basically selling Barry's Wood. Yeah, Barry Wood is not so much a name as it is a uh, a full sentence with a verb and a subject. Yeah, and, it, <laughs> and, and, and or as much as it is a giant man sitting out of bed with a giant schlong. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, because he's going to bury the wood. Yeah, yeah, he is going to bury the wood <laughs> with his Barry Wood. So they're going to. We should change the Hollywood side to Barry Wood. <laughs> when just, just the, the meme of him sitting up there on a giant billboard some idiots went up there and did a really bad job of changing it i think to holly weed some yeah college kids and they got some big ass trouble for that shit yeah that was ridiculous don't do it don't do it if you don't want to go to jail puns are not worth jail time so i, th I think that's it right that is that's it, it, my friend. Yeah, that is good. that is in the show that is the show as it stands tonight um yeah, I don't know. Uh, we're we're not coming back to Wrigley. We're already at Wrigley. Oh, so. I was going to say there. Hey, if anybody out there hasn't listened or hasn't subscribed or whatever, there is a new rabbit hole. Oh yeah, I saw. I haven't listened to a new one out yet. There. And uh, it's not very good. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, maybe maybe I'll. <laughs> and uh, I'm wearing the Hawkeye hat because I got to give a shout out to my cousin whose team just won the Big Ten soccer tournament oh. the other day after uh, a really dismal regular season they just won the championship and beat like the number four penn state team on the way to doing it it's a pretty big deal now they're in the ncaa tournament with a losing record they're stoked yeah just like the <laughs> mets are in first place and they uh can't, and they have the worst uh, offense in the majors yeah. somehow yeah so. they won two games all season and then they won four straight in order to win the tournament nice yeah Cool. Well, uh, we'll we'll spook hog out of here, or as uh, our, our good friend Dave Kaplan was spook hog, or go Cubs backwards. <laughs> God, he just sells it. He, he really does. Um, but uh, <laughs> like seriously, somebody somebody send Aramis Ramirez a clip of David Kaplan. Show him what you give the people. Yeah. Well, here. Hello, the Son Santo Show, the Chicago Cubs, sixty nine best postcard. Take care. Well, I hope, I hope 69 you, baseball scat. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed our sports path. But, 
we've, <laughs> we've had a nice time with you tonight. Um, we'll be back next Sunday night. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll have like some midweek stuff. So just keep join the Sun Ranter Ranters. Uh, if you're a Patreon person, be one, uh, patreon.com slash sunranto. You hear all the news for Sunranto. And uh, let's go out with a little uh, no fighting in the bleachers. What do you say about that? There you go. All right. All right. Who's called? Shmagam! No fighting in the bleachers! There's no fighting in the bleachers! There's no fighting in the bleachers! There is no fighting in the bleachers! What did your mother teach you? There is no fighting in the bleachers! So take that shit outside! There is no fighting in the bleachers! What did your mother teach you? tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.